transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Huh. Oh, God. Oh, oh we, we <laughs> got started. it. She's so aggressive with how she okay. says that. Uh, everybody, uh, we're no longer talking about incriminating things. We're talking about uh, <laughs> podcast things. Because we're not, we, we, we you know, we, we're pop, we live on the edge a little just bit don't outside of the under, podcast. Just don't look under the rugs. We swept just some things under there, yeah. and we don't need to talk about it. Don't we ask questions good. about that couch. Good moral Christians here at Old yeah. Heart. Yeah. <laughs> On this Minecraft server. <laughs> so, if you haven't noticed, we are back with the, uh, the <laughs> Under Further Review episode four, I believe. Uh, this is a Dusty Gill's time in the line in the in the line of fire, I'd say. Or dare I say, coins. Is the name Quince. Oh, Quince is the Hello, name. Hello, Twitter world. <laughs> there he is. He's on the loose. He's even I in the whole heart radio podcast. <laughs> oh, God. I'm scared. Oh, man. You know, I do still think it's really funny, just like that he, the only, I mean, not funny. It's just like so strange that the only time like he's ever spent behind bars was for like, like armed robbery stealing his own paraphernalia his own yeah memorabilia, memorabilia in vegas paraphernalia i don't know <laughs> yeah. i had i had illegal things on the mind <laughs> his uh, movie memorabilia like stealing his like what stuff from naked gun <laughs> that's why i was just thinking like a cutout for, of him from naked gun or something uh yeah i don't know yeah the juice we follow him but we, i don't know if we're dedicated fans yet <laughs> gotta earn that you gotta it's more like that. a just a fun example of some like it's like an anthropological study. Like this is what humans fucking do. The best, the best thing that came out of I don't know why we're starting this podcast off on OJ Simpson. <laughs> the the best thing that came out of OJ Simpson's life is Cuba Gooding Jr. playing him in a television show. <laughs> I and I also greatly enjoyed Charles Barkley's uh, rendition of him on Saturday Night Live. Oh, <laughs> that was excellent. It was funny. Charles Barkley Loki is really funny. He's yeah, he's he's got a lot more comedy chops than I think people give him credit for. It's like when uh Jimmy Kimmel used to do Carl Malone on the Oh man yeah, show. on the man show. <laughs> this oh. is Carl Malone. Oh, oh. Man. <laughs> the fucking rain man dude. Oh my god. Uh all right, Dusty, do you have anything to say for yourself before we start digging into your podcast? Coins, mm. I will tell you, just, just to Loves support, don't just, fit, quit. <laughs> there it is. Read him as Miranda writes. <laughs> I, Miranda I'm writes? Gonna, I'm just going to say this. You know, this may be, a, a, you know, a controversial to some members of this council, but uh, I think your list was, I think this playlist was mighty fine, Dusty. There's only a couple of tracks I disagreed with, but the first one was definitely not one of them. It's, oh, yeah. I I'll say this about this the option. whole the whole playlist. Some of them are like stuff I listen to now, but some of them also was just like nostalgic throwback shit that definitely for like just reminding me of different portions of all of our friendships and whatnots. Dude, for real. Uh, 
just touching on that like i've when building mine i kind of found myself doing this like a very similar thing where i'm just like oh shit yeah like this reminds me of this this reminds me of that uh but yeah what um what made you like i i knew you were going to put some manchester orchestra on here yeah my biggest thing was like which songs are you going to pick since you're like you know you're such a fan yeah is one of my favorite tracks off that album yeah i figure it's a good uh, intro song yeah because jameson obviously did the maze which is another perfect like intro and then obviously they had the new one inaudible but this this album simple math kind of gets lost i think in the track it's yeah it's just one of those chill you know look back songs definitely definitely i I love some of the lines about like um chilling at home drinking alone thinking about all the people that came to see my band play yeah yeah uh you know never to the scale of manchester orchestra but you definitely like wonder that sometimes like why do people decide to spend their evenings with you you know if you're the one on stage sometimes yeah uh so yeah that kind of that was kind of interesting but i like that track what what about the rest of you goons I'll, i'll agree it's a good good reflective song and definitely a good way to open the playlist mm-hmm. i liked it approval caleb no Dude. let nick go first I, okay. <laughs> I i have tried to listen to manchester orchestra so many times and i don't i don't have anything negative to say about them but i just don't like they don't grab my brain there's just nothing about them that i find that interesting <laughs> Like I don't Not see a reason everybody. why you'd put yeah Manchester on a playlist when you could when you when you don't have a Death Cab song on here. Yeah, Death Cab's been played out. I, I could have. That's fair. Nick, know. have you looked into their newest album at all? Because I definitely noticed it's like higher production value and maybe a little bit more. Um, like I like all of it, but it seems to be a little bit more like attention grabbing i guess i would say i don't know if anyone else agrees but for manchester yeah no i haven't i haven't listened to it at all for so far i haven't found a reason to go out of my way to uh maybe i'll give it a shot but this is just not (laughs) (laughs) you know there's like there's really distinct things about manchester that i think either click or don't and like one of the things for sure Mm -hmm. is like the vocal stylings uh Mm -hmm. that he sings with and whatnot and like i think that yeah like for me my like i've like man I, I feel like i like manchester long enough to sort of like see their like journey a little sad like a, a little bit which oh, is yeah. why, you know i think there's some attachment there for sure but yeah i mean you know you can tell when the, the, te- the band gets more heavily produced or like or just more talented as far as the lyrics go <laughs> like and actually being able to sing better yeah yeah well, and this this was a very like I'd say like in comparison to some of their tracks, especially like some of their newer stuff, like Jameson was pointing out, this is like a pretty bare bones song. Very, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, which is which, like, gives you that lyrical focus, which I really like out of a lot of a lot of stuff. Some well, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Caleb, I yeah. I think I have the gavel ready. You if I should. <laughs> okay, let me let me. <laughs> Let me preface everything oh, God, I'm going. He's got the sword out. <laughs> Let me preface everything I'm going to say during this review about how much I love Dusty, and our musical tastes are quite different. And I think that's good. Um, I tried. Uh, I, I listened to everything all the way through, 
uh, gave it its shot. I did it multiple times, in fact. Um, <laughs> and there were some. I'm going to try and say something good about everything because I'm trying to be less of a negative Nance. Um, but I've also been drinking tequila. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, There's like kind of what fire Nick, in the veins. I have sake yeah. tonight. Ugh. It's kind of like what Nick said. Like, um, I could see why people. I, I know a lot of people who do really like this band, um, and they are very talented. And, um, and you know, I've heard stuff from your guys' playlist at this point that I kind of have a idea of the differences you're talking about. But yeah, it just doesn't really grab me. Um, and it's a double-edged coins um uh, <laughs> with with the sorry that's bad with the vocals like he's got such a unique and distinct voice that i think that's cool and it's very recognizable but it's just like it doesn't grip me it's oh, not, yeah. my, not my jam but they're not for everybody like i said it's just so, a band that'll grow on you or sure or it doesn't and i'll have to you know bounce around and try it some more but don't yeah. lie fuck face you are not going to try i i will <laughs> i i have been i've been listening to your guys's music you said well, we i feel like we can almost all agree on the next track though that's the that the oh, horse hope so. oh yeah horse the fucking band well okay you know or just horse the band but yeah horse what, the fucking band. <laughs> um like this is this was another one that i was like you know I feel like I could pick a litany of like I, at least yeah. five different Horse the Band songs, and I ha- I did have to like cut it down uh, for my playlist. But what brought you to the black hole? Uh, this <laughs> the black hole. The, Gravity. The end. <laughs> the, the it's probably my favorite song on this album, um, and the best part is about like a minute and a half in, where it just goes this completely different. Like, I always call it the Batman breakdown because it <laughs> reminds me of what like old Batman theme song, oh, or you no. could some people might call it like you know video game breakdown or something like that. Mm-hmm. But just that keyboard style change and everything, yeah, it's like the best part of it. And then you end with this classical piano. <laughs> it's like what? That was, I mean, one of the things I always loved about Horace the Band was just, like, how fucking, like, almost unpredictable and random they were, you know? You could count on some fucking energy, and that was, like, about, yeah, that was about it. Like, other than that, you're just, like, it's, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to, I would, I have a hard time wanting to compare somebody to Gigi Allen, but Gigi Allen. (laughs) So, like, well, you know how, like, like, not to be, like, appreciative of, of Gigi, but... Oh, go ahead. So, so you know how, like, I mean, basically, like, it was just like anything was fucking happening, like it was just chaos. It was fucking disgusting, like anything. Did you just say like, chaos? I did. Uh, <laughs> the proper pronunciation. <laughs> I'm a fancy boy. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, anyway, so Horse the Man. I feel like I feel like they're one of those groups that kind of like leached onto that like idea. I mean, not that Gigi Allen was the first one to present that, but like. It, that's if that's the extreme you know it bleeds down to like groups like horse the band where it's just like what whatever's gonna happen like i've seen sets from them and they're just they can be fucking wild yeah you they know, are the fuck they want yeah i went and saw horse in spokane with rex and oh. um horse with fall of troy so like and, the pizza um, tour yes 
Oh yep. my god. And, uh, Son of a bitch. The entire state they just covered the entire stage in like safari animal like plush stuffies. <laughs> and then they had some like uh palm tree, like fake palm trees they put on there. But they're just fucking wild, man. And yeah. so this band, like I'm not gonna lie, horse I like, but they were never like my favorite, but they're so nostalgic and yeah, oh, uh, sure. they bring like I think of Rex immediately, especially at that uh, concert. Like we got three songs into Fall of Troy's set, and this was when they were huge. They were the headliner, yeah. Yeah. and Rex was just like, "Okay, I I want to leave now." Like <laughs> I, I've seen, <laughs> like I that's all I needed to see tonight. Let's go home, and. Yeah. Yeah, that's a wild thing when that happens in general, man. Yeah. Like when the opener just blows your fucking dick off and you're just like, all right, I- I'm, I'm good. No, I'm yep. good. <laughs> like- <laughs> I've got this exact same story, but for a different song on this playlist. Dude. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That, that, uh, I mean, uh, Caleb, what about you? What, what, what's your hot take on the horse, the band? So, yeah, same. It's pretty similar to Jameson's. Um, it's like it's not my favorite song by them like i i always i remember liking what was it hyperborea or whatever but um for someone who has adhd you'd think i'd be more like sympathetic to the random chaos but (laughs) um great pronunciation genre genre (laughs) yeah but i mean for sure it reminds me of rex it's super nostalgic it's fun but it's also like um it's more abrasive than i remember yeah, I, yeah. I think it's it's it's, it's it's the mix. I think the keyboard I thought was a little like, Ugh, but also like you know I'm not saying just trying That's to like, like find the it. thing though. So yeah, yeah, and it's not like a dig on them or anything because I still enjoy horse and holds fond memories. But um, I don't think I love them as much as Rex ever did, or Mm-mm. or even like them as much as I used to. But it was fun to hear it again. It reminded me of driving around yeah. in his truck and yep. up his- <laughs> that's a big part of why I put it on there. Yeah. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of other horse band songs like get a pick. Like you know, obviously Cutsman would be on that six out. Yeah. Um, or Sex Raptor. That Pizza Knife was one of my favorites. Dude, I also pizza love knife, that. The- the fucking pizza EP is definitely like in probably my top five EPs. Like it's oh, just man. because it's so redonkulous. Like I just I, I don't know. Like yeah. Let's cancel a tour, write a EP yeah, about well, pizza. I think they were they, they were like on tour with Chiotos or something, and they're it, maybe it wasn't Chiotos. It was whatever band they were on tour with. They're like these guys are fucking dicks. We don't want to tour with them anymore. So the only reason they could, <laughs> sounds about right. The only way they could get out of their tour. Uh, the only way their label would let them do it is if they said they were going to record an album. So where they were at a pizza restaurant <laughs> and they were like, let's write an album about pizza. And yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> they all just quit. They if quit I remember right, <laughs> does that EP have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah, cover on it? So. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, you'll, you'll see that one on my playlist I, uh, for sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, nice. But yeah, it's, I mean, them and, you know, uh, just the fact that they like you know basically funded their own world tour mm-hmm. is just like the ultimate I got ultimate respect for that shit you know like just fucking pushing your pushing yourself out there mm-hmm. yeah, these guys are these guys are super cool I don't I don't listen to them as much as I used to for sure but there you guys are hit the nail on the head there there's so much nostalgia and Caleb also hit the nail on the head is that mix is rough like it sounds like they went into the studio tracked it got their levels right 
and then just left. <laughs> they, they didn't. They didn't do anything. Maybe they had some like light compression on there, but there's not like a scrap of reverb on this album. No, like, it was their biggest album too. Yeah, they, like I, I don't mean to toot my own horns. No, I think they were. They were just. You know, the the mix is is rough, but I think that's fairly representative of the rawness that their sound just yeah, had in general. I would agree. Oh, quite. Like, especially you know, that that just those just raw square wave synth tones coming straight at you. Just yeah. They're so out of place. Yeah. It just does well, not I, glue with the rest of the mix in any way, and I think that's that's part of their draw. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, well, exactly. I'll, it's just abrasive. Yeah. I'll toot Nick's horn for him uh, and also plug string lights. Oh. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's like, again, Dusty and jameson are correct like i think the the way it is presented kind of adds to the overall vibe but um i think nick and i can probably agree that um we're a sucker for a well mixed and mastered track yeah. and spoiled these days yeah <laughs> yeah it's a good it's a good problem to have oh my god i can't even describe like the levels of gear that we can get now for cheap or for fucking free it, I, it, it, it physically pains yeah. me. Yeah, you just have to order it through Guitar Center. Uh, no. <laughs> Free gear meaning like 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 plugins that you can put in your DAW and just like like compressors that you would have never been able to afford as a teenager. You can just download them for free or like amp and cab simulators that you can just download for free. Like shit that would have made us sound so good. And meanwhile, we were all playing through like shitty little solid state squires or like crates. I had, hey, God. I, I had a fully tubed B-52, bro, so... Yeah, I think you had Calvin's B-52 that he oh, sold? No. no? Oh, you had your own? Yeah. Right, well, if, it was, if it was a tube one, then that thing probably sounded gorgeous, but... I, I bought Calvin's solid state. You should anyway. not have did that. Well, <laughs> that thing sounded like ass. I sold it to Jasper. Anyways, we sold it to Jasper. So, Jasper should not have did that. Let's let's get on to the next track. Sorry, Jasper anyways. should not have done that. <laughs> uh, so the next track, it's like this. The, I like you immediately start. So the, I love that you start with this like bare bones Manchester Orchestra song. It, <laughs> it dives into horse right into it. it. Dives right into symphony and peril. Yes. <laughs> it's arguably the greatest hardcore dance song of our generation here here like you don't even know how much change i've been picking up while we've been recording it's crazy it's yeah i can't like, listen to it while i drive for fear that i'm just gonna like unconsciously like, pull my car over onto the side of the road and hop out just start, just start, start all of a sudden you're driving some to a windmills, mall opening that fridge and punching <laughs> the milk you add, yeah you end you're up at the mall somewhere <laughs> <laughs> pulled up to the mall just you actually like you don't Cross even get out the driver's safely. side you you get out the back <laughs> the, you pop the trunk and you you crawl out the back of your suit my, my, my hatchback subaru yeah, yeah. <laughs> like crawl over two rows of seats to get out the back and then you you like roll out and you roll right into a, like picking up change and <laughs> there's old people walking by like Feet leaned over and you're flipping over their backs. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're rolling over. <laughs> oh fucking Christ! Yeah, so, <laughs> so where, like, where, where did this, like, where did this song come from? Why did you put it in here? Oh, this was just a strict nostalgia thing. One of the, one of like the first few viral oh, videos I, I remember. Down. Yeah, at least for our group. I don't know how viral it went like worldwide, yeah. but 
for our friend group, Drive By uh, Hardcore that. Dancing was the <laughs> like internet sensation of what? Oh, five, oh, six. Oh, six. <laughs> we, we, we were driving by that point, so oh six probably. Yeah, sounds about right. Just that it's such we a short song, but that you get to that breakdown. Yep. And it's just so yep. stupid. <laughs> so I had not seen the video. No one had showed this to me. So my first exposure was Jameson doing the lines from the video to me. And I'm not at all tracking what's going on. It's just he's like, hey, man, do you do you know any, any good music? <laughs> what? Yeah, man. And I'm probably thinking about like Dragon Force or something. And they're like, oh, yeah, it sounds kind of like this. And he's like, go. I mean, him and Rex just spill out of his stupid Ford Ranger onto the side outside Troy Vines' house. Start hardcore dancing. Like, what the fuck are these guys doing? What is happening? This breakdown's pretty cool, though. But this breakdown. So many fond memories of strolling around with Gil and his white Mazda. Yeah. And then I specifically remember at least three times ghost riding the whip in the Safeway parking lot to this <laughs> and hardcore dancing. The Aston Yo. Mazda. Yeah. Yep. I'm actually Aston Mazda. That's I'm right. disappointedly didn't have the Moby 007 Ooh, on here. Yes. Yeah, we did that a lot that's as a, well. That's, we almost that's killed a miss that. in my part. On a way to a Schmouter show one time, we almost killed that bellhop. <laughs> we had to cut, we had to cut through the coast, <laughs> little drive-through area. We're just blasting Moby's 007 remix from like GoldenEye or whatever. Just yeah, it a, through the the drive up to the Coast Hotel, which I later worked at. Which had just some <laughs> random like random clips in it too from like Goldfinger. He's like, "No, Mister Bond, I expect you to die." That's, <laughs> That's oh the wrong God. movie. Yeah, Goldfinger. <laughs> Caleb, what about you? Are you a drive-by hardcore dancer? Yeah. I love all the activities um, surrounding this song. Um, and <laughs> it also, again, very nostalgic, but I feel the exact same way now that I did when we listened to it back then, where I just sit there and be like, oh, man. Like, I don't know. It's weird because I, I enjoy metal, but like, it's with anyone who likes metal, you also hate all of it too. And oh, yeah. Star Wars fans hate Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, the 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 breakdown's cool. I like that they don't put a lot of space in it. It's just it's almost kind of rushed, but but I hate. Would the you say this is in the gent style? No, I would not. I say it's post hardcore trash. No, I think I think just to piss off Nick, this is degen. Post hardcore trash. <laughs> I, this, no, this is, is definitely not, not, not post-hardcore. No, this is just hardcore. Hardcore. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, this is probably when hardcore peaked. Yeah. Definitely. This is like hardcore well, prime. Well, hardcore's peak hardcore was a ruined prime. orgasm. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. let's just jump in to Kill Switch Engage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, so take this out. Again, like... So far on this list, aside from Stiletto, I suppose, there's been like each group I has for myself been like ones like I could pick a number of tracks again. Gil, mm-hmm. what, like what was the reasoning behind this particular track? Uh, I don't know. It's not a nostalgia thing. This is this, this was one, like, one of their better songs yeah. on that album. And because the other ones, a lot of the other ones were kind of overplayed, obviously, with like uh, End of Heartache or. It was a Rose of Sharon, another big one on there. Oh, yeah. But, but I don't know, just is it a drives, catchy tune. Man. And it just, 
just kind of is that i mean that that version of kill switch i preferred howard jones know, the howard jones era yeah mm-hmm. fuck yeah definitely it just reminds me of that and listening to holy diver yeah just bust around me because it wasn't on this album it was just you know a single but it was right at the time when i feel like this album came out and kill switch was like peaking yeah yeah I, I think you're yeah I I'd say so I think this album was kind of like when they were really like getting their popularity on their own mm-hmm. uh, yeah but yeah yeah this this like it it has some classic like elements to it like a kill switch song you know those like really kind of driving moments and it has those like really mo- it has like some of that melodic moment yeah vo- vocal work. Howard Howard man it is. Uh, Howard set like entirely new standard for like metalcore vocalists. Mm-hmm. Like just his absolutely just stupidly powerful clean vocals mixed with his screams. Like I think his screams like changed what screaming in music was, just because it was actually pleasing to listen to for once. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> shrill. Yeah, yeah. It also reminds me of Warp Tour seeing them right when this album came out too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like they played right after Poison the Well. Like right at the start of work tour that day. And was then, that were we together for that, Gil? I can't remember, but I think it was the only world tour I went to because the, the Coheed closed that show. And yeah, I uh, played. I was gonna bring because uh, I remember seeing them at Warp Tour, and I don't remember the lead guitarist name. But like, yeah, Adam, and he was just dressed up ridiculously (laughs) and cut off shorts. And he was calling his guitar the emo destroyer because Hawthorne Heights had just played before that. Yeah, they were either going (laughs) to play before or right after or something like that. And he was just making fun of them. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't there for that, but I, I felt like like that's one of the closest times i've ever been to dying because they yeah. did a uh, they did death. a wall of death and i was in the front row and i went down <laughs> as soon as it happened and i thought like that's maybe the closest i ever thought i was to being like to dying Trainer. but luckily <laughs> people saw Somebody me and pulled me up and yeah that's right the way of the pit man mosh pit <laughs> etiquette is so fucking respectful there's just nothing quite like it the yeah. wall of death is just a logistical nightmare. <laughs> circle pits may be worse wall of death is just arrogance of man it's, it's not possible to pick people up and be courteous oh man no oh, man. i i, I was yeah, this was I, yeah this this was one of the few songs i was like okay cool um i really like kill switch um it's not my favorite album by them although like I only, like you said, Dusty. Like I only really know the ones that have been overplayed. Um, I've actually been yeah. playing uh, a lot of Kill Switch lately, trying to get my chops back. Um, great fun, but I hadn't really heard this one that much, so it was cool to, you know, it felt new to me. Um, even though Kill Switch isn't, isn't um, but yeah. yeah, I was more of a as Daylight Dies fan. Yeah, that was in my mind. That was like their most popular album for sure, as as Daylight Dies, <laughs> but they're both great yeah nothing bad to say about this one yeah we're, we're, you're, you're one, one in a lot of zeros so far blue one for 25 <laughs> i was gonna i said i had a, a similar story but my i i saw kill switch engage on tour caleb was there too uh we saw them oh, for with, sure yeah with he is legend chimera and dragon force and then like three songs into kill switch engage we were all so tired that rex again was like <laughs> uh 
I've seen enough. Let's go. <laughs> so we all just left halfway through a show. Like before I even like started appreciating Kill Switch, I left their show yeah. early, and I, I I wish I would have stayed. But me too. I I was bummed about that because I really hadn't heard them that much, and I was like, this is cool. I like yeah. this. I think they they opened with my curse, and I remember them dropping the curtains, like the little banners, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is sick. Their stage then, show was absolutely massive. Too. Moments like we, later, we leave. Yep, we saw him at the <laughs> at the Paramount, which the only other thing I've seen at the Paramount was like the stage play Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that they do a lot of shows at the Paramount anymore. Uh, Tenacious D filmed that special there. Oh, yeah, uh, nice. Right. When the Pick of Destiny came out, they had a special it was like live Paramount. concert, right? Yeah. I don't know if they do a lot of metal shows there anymore. I've seen a ton of shows there. Have you really? What yeah. The hell? Anyway, I don't know if I've ever seen a show, a show there. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I think we can all agree on this track, but uh, next up is another Manchester Orchestra track. So, yeah, I, I figured one was going to pop up from this album. The Grocery. Though. Oh, yeah. Just your probably the best song about shooting up a grocery store you would probably ever hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, just, the context of it is awful, but it's it musically put together a good song. Yeah, well, like it opens with these like kind of like I don't know, it, like uh, it feels like it's just sort of like sweeping, kind of like yeah, rising, like uh, rising. Yeah, I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Sort of like uh, sonic elements i'll say uh anyway yeah this song it's it's definitely in my opinion it's a good song it's a it's a good song so i really dig it but yeah it's just it's not for everybody because i see you shaking your head there it's 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 not like a no head shake it's a i am aggressively indifferent to manchester orchestra it's just it's like dude you're like me at this like the more people show you it after a while the more you're just like fuck it i don't care really it's like i people have tried for decades now to get me to give a shit about rocky horror picture show you don't like rocky horror no, I have tried so I'm many times. Leaving the chat. Like I had like <laughs> I had good like incentives too. Like I, no, I it's, was it's not that I, great, but I tried to sorry. like it to impress a girl. I tried to like it because there was like a crowd of people that I could have gone with to it, and I just still cannot give a shit about Rocky Horror. <laughs> things we've done because we liked a girl. Rocky Horror <laughs> Picture Show and Manchester Orchestra. I just don't think Nick man. can't give a shit. <laughs> just can't. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't dislike know. them. It's, it just, I don't care. Yeah. So well. this song, I really like, it's really interesting how it builds as a song. Cause listening to it at the beginning, like, like if you listen to just the music of it, the way it builds is so strange. Like the, the initial, um, musical track of it is just kind of cheesy and weird at first it's just kind of happy but then it builds and builds and builds and if you listen to the lyrics and add into that like it's kind of in my mind it's basically just you're seeing like the actual like the pinnacle of somebody losing their mind (laughs) you know and that's and so like if you put the context of the story they're trying to convey in this album like it it makes a lot more sense and it turns into a really powerful song 
but yeah i, I think you it's you gotta to have that backstory yeah it's kind of hard to go into that one blind yeah but you're right like i, I think you're kind of right where it's almost like because of how it builds up you finally hit this point where there's like it's like almost like some you know pressure has to get released yeah that's when they get the song really kind of starts spilling out at, at parts i think which is interesting but caleb um so you uh, liked it you know we know uh, you mm, did i didn't uh, i that's the tequila with, talking that's no the, it's <laughs> not it's it's me <laughs> it's me it's all me. my will is too strong tequila can't <laughs> fuck with it no um no it's like i liked it better than deer the other song on the playlist um i, I will say that i agree with that yeah um and um to kind of refute what jameson said um i knew it was about that because we talked about it previously um but i was just i i don't know uh, it's i don't have like all out vitriol like i do for other songs that are coming up yeah okay, um, we're gonna get some meat potatoes of this oh, list here. oh buddy i'm gonna i'm gonna cut you up a fucking porterhouse and serve it to your rare anyway um sounds Wait, delicious who, pe- who peppered what early earlier yeah i don't know that's not a good my, warning my, my, <laughs> that's not a threat like you, you like don't threaten me with a good time buddy i'm ready for a big rare porterhouse i'm really mad i'm gonna cook you the best cut of one anyway i'm gonna overcook you that piece of meat that's all oh, God, yeah there you go there you go Stew <laughs> no, it. serve it well done with ketchup oh, throw, it in the, uh, throw it in the dehydrator for a month no it's like they're jerky okay <laughs> i like again i i give them points for like their uh distinctiveness and originality because they are um at least the vocal maybe not originality but like i can tell it's them because the vocals but yeah i don't yeah. fucking care and um and i remember looking at the album cover of the dude hanging from the tree and i, I remember like having an evil evil thought like and I debated whether I'd say this, but I was like, I wonder, I hope that's just the guy who writes all this, because I'm ready for it to stop. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually a woman, actually, that's hanging from the tree. Don't, don't you assume. No, it's actually, it is, uh, she's a... Oh, is that part a, of the story? She, no, she's some other indie artist that they basically used for like this. They killed her? Yeah. They're more I black metal than you know, guys. That, okay, I will uh, say that cover is pretty black metal. It's not true cult. No, it's not true cult at all. We'll have another conversation. All right. Yeah, we'll branch that one off some other time. Um, what about, okay, what about the next track? I've Been Dead All Day by Bayside. I'll just think one song about death kind of flows uh, into another. Flows into the, the pop punky meat and potatoes of this list. Yes. So I've never really like gotten too far into Bayside, but uh, I didn't really either until Nick kind of turned them on to me. I mean, I'd heard of them just because yeah. of Luke. Yeah, legitimately the same. Like, <laughs> um, but I, I actually dig this track because it's like for me, it reminds me of a lot of like uh, things that I've I've dealt I've kind of thought in a small town. Uh, growing up and, and sort of like things I've kind of thought of and I was like god damn it is this one I had to think I was like is this one of those midwestern emo emo bands or whatever the fuck we were talking about in the other podcast <laughs> there. no I think these are just like post hardcore um, okay. these guys were around like, at the same time that like Hawthorne Heights was doing their thing yeah okay yeah, yeah cause I that, but that was my that was my other thought I was like I feel like they've been around for a hot second so it's yeah. like oh yeah and I don't I think that other genre is technically kind of like maybe newer or whatever yeah, we'll, we'll get into the other one newer, I think this is our newer 
Oh, when did this one come out? Let's yeah, see. I, I got it pulled up. Vacancy. Uh, 2016. Oh, okay. Was yeah, Devotion and Desire this on this one? Me, this no, reminded me of a fucking drinking album. song in a way, though. Mm. Like, you could definitely, like, swill some fucking beer to this song. <laughs> uh, Devotion and Desire was 2005, so. Ah, uh, okay. Yep, that's why I liked it. <laughs> 2005. One down the hatch. Yeah, well, just... What are you drinking, by, by the way, Nick? You mentioned you have sake tonight? I do. I have, uh, here, I've got the actual bottle. I'm drinking it out of my, my serving Tequila, bottle. Sake. This is, this is my got claw. This is oh, I got claw. a claw, and I went <laughs> with the white claw surge, so it's eight percent alcohol. Yeah, I saw. I, I saw they're selling those in twelve packs at Fred Meyer. I'm like, that's dangerous. So is that like the '90s drink surge? No. Oh, I wish. It is. I mean, if it tastes it, I mean, surge was just like extra sugary Mountain Dew. Yeah. So it's, it, it wasn't even extra metal, sugary. Yeah. I Pat Pat and I, when we were driving through Montana a couple years ago, found Surge at a gas station. Nice. Oh, God. And it was like... Did they have Pepsi Clear, too, there? I, I didn't see Pepsi Clear. They had Surge uh, because Surge had, like, re-released some of their drinks. And it was, like, mostly juice. It was, like, half the sugar that was in a soda. It was, like, a juice drink. Mm. It was very strange. I'd, I'd compare it more to, like, it's a... not how like, I remember it. Like a but, kickstart. Huh. Maybe, maybe that's why they there's a, a big deal against Surge. Anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about we got we got. Anyways, <laughs> too easy to get right sidetracked. Of that too. Ah. Okay, Let's... so Bayside. Okay, so did you guys say that this album's from '05? This one's from 16. Oh, okay. I was like, okay, I'm catching up now. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I kind of like I I I had no like I had no like big qualms with this track. Like, like I said, I've just yeah, it's just it seemed like a catchy tune to me, and so I was kind of I was kind of down with it. Uh, Jameson, what about you? I would agree. Yeah, Bayside, just his vocal styles, just kind of catchy, and it's just yeah, yeah. I, I, there's not really any other way to explain it besides catchy. You know, I I don't have strong feelings about it, but I I listened to Bayside back in the day a little bit, and you know I check them out some more listen to some of their newer stuff but not like a huge impression besides oh yeah that's catchy <laughs> fair enough caleb do you want to go before nick or after nick well let's let him go i think nick? he likes them i i do like bayside i mean i think i think dusty mentioned that that i i, I tipped him onto them but I've been listening to them because they just kept popping up in my in my emo playlists on Spotify, and I I really dug them, but not in the way that I dug like my classic emo bands. I I listened to them, and the guy's voice just reminded me of of Ben Gibbard in a way that I kind of realized that when I was listening to Death Cab back in the day, what I really wanted was Bayside. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's got more energy, man. You just wanted yeah, I, uh, more hardcore, I guess. Yeah. I mentioned that track devotion and desire and that's that's, that's one, one of that's, that's yeah. one of my favorite songs so Bay, bayside is always a winner for me this this song is like it's kind of like a show tune you I, i'd expect to see it in like a broadway play yeah i don't know why like jazz so keeps coming to my head mm-hmm. kind of jazzy very like I'd, I'd expect like a choreographed like storytelling thing going yeah, on like like some, a jazz finger some kicks to this man like i think the music video of this song is just them in a car picking up random fans in the streets and having the fans listen to the song that's kind of cool and then getting their reactions that's, that's like, kind of neat he's like wow this is not what i expected I, I think it's one of their most like out of character songs but super good 
I'm surprised they were able to find enough fans to film that. Oh. <laughs> Caleb, what you guys got this They might have thought man. it was a cash cab. So. Bear, <laughs> fake taxi. I, I've, hoped, I've hoped for that. <laughs> anyway, Caleb, what, 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 do you, what are your opinions uh-huh. on Bayside? Oh, man. Um, so I would say that uh, it's in a, the opposite end of the spectrum. I really hate like mumble rap or like Billie Eilish, how she like kind of like she mumbles. William Eyelash learned to enunciate, but don't enunciate this much. That's too much. It's too much. It doesn't sound organic. Singing like... I'm getting f- fucking upset right now thinking about... Um, thinking about William Eilish or Bayside? All of it! All um, of it. <laughs> it's just... I don't know why, but like when people enunciate that hard in a song, it just... Everything else is fine. Like... Like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to shit on the musicality or, you know, the arrangement, any of that. Like, it's fine. Um, it's not just, super, it's, it's not super that you hate the most. Oh, oh, like, <laughs> why do you, why are you talking like that? We know you don't talk like that. Stop it. You're bothering me. You sound like a third grader giving a fucking presentation of what you did that summer. <laughs> this year I went to Montana with my family. It was really fun. Like, stop it. I think like so this this song in particular is like extra guilty of that. I, I will Ugh. say that, and that's that's kind of what gave me the show tune vibe. So I, I see where you're coming from. And I knew that it would slightly trigger Flint uh, on this, so <laughs> that's why I picked that one. I will say but that it also like, has a catchy tune. Like so. um, the one redeeming quality of you know with any of the tracks that I have something negative to say about. Um, it, it did make me happy because they made me think of like driving around in the Aston Mazda and how I always remember how that car smelled. It had, I don't know. You had some air freshener I really liked. Febreze. It was Febreze. Yep. <laughs> 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 strictly, strictly cover the smell of either gin or black and milds in that car. Yeah. yeah. I loved it, it. It just reminds me of like driving around with you and, and Scott Weiss and and you know, just like okay, trying to keep an open mind back then. Like yeah, it's not for me, but these guys like it, and <laughs> and and that made it like, you know, there's always that. So it's not all vitriol, but As but also quick, I'm trying to take a breath right now. As a <laughs> quick sidetrack, I remember so many times us going to Safeway at like one in the morning and for breezing off in the aisle at Safeway <laughs> until we realized. Holy fuck, we could just buy a bottle of Febreze and keep it in the trunk of Dusty's car. <laughs> well, the whole reason I had that oh initially was because. Such uh, teenager logic. So I had that in my car initially because I got that car from my aunt, who was a chain smoker. So my parents threw it in there to help combat the cigarette smell, which it actually worked because it didn't really have that like chain smoker smell to it. No, it no. did a little. The, a little. Those are the black and milds. Those are, that was part of the charm. <laughs> Stop smoking black and milds, bitch! You nasty. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so kidding. Don't stop smoking black and milds. Are great. What's uh? We got. What's the next track? It's a. Uh, so this is a flower Al, uh, by Alex. I, Melton. Yeah, Alex Melton. So he, Nick, kind of. I, I had heard of him before, but I kind of got more into him just sending these songs back and forth with Flannery of just the covers he does, but he will cover a song in a different genre, the genre. Genre. Uh, oh. And I don't know, 
there's so many I could have picked from because I don't know if Flannery had a few on his original playlist and that didn't want to recycle them. It came down to this one in uh, Simi Charm Life and uh, Fat Lip. So, but uh, this one I think probably is one of his better covers just because it's a, I mean, I'm not a big Post Malone fan, but the song was from uh, Into the Spider-Verse, which oh, I actually yeah. liked that song in there and it worked really well. And so it kind of reminded me of that movie a little bit, but in more of the pop punky Blink-182 style. So it's got a kind of nostalgia sound to it. And it's just, I don't know, just sketchy. Fair enough. I didn't, I, I'm i just looking at the cover now and realizing that it does say Post Malone on, uh, on there. <laughs> I had no idea this was a po- uh, Post Malone cover song. Yeah, he covered a few of his songs, I think, on this. Yeah, he, he has, has like a whole album of post yeah. covers. With the yeah. Like Circles is on there. Yeah. Oh, dude, don't stab yourself. Uh, Careful. But, I lost my yeah, windscreen. I imagine, though, like, I've just never been a big Post Malone fan. and and Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a Posty. Okay. He's, he's, he's really grown on me. But when I, I know Post Malone is probably listening to Old Heart Radio, so... It's He's true. like, dude, this block post. Please <laughs> come on. We'll we'll review one of your playlists, Post Malone, because exactly. you seem dude, like man. a cool fucking guy. Yeah. Dude, you know he's like actually pretty good at guitar too. Yeah, yeah. he was like he was like auditioning really as the front man for like like rock and punk bands before he decided that he was just gonna be Post Malone. He'd probably yeah. just be microdosing too. The whole <laughs> so, <laughs> but be my, interesting. My point is that like I, I prefer. I, pr- I imagine I preferred this song in this format than in his original format. They're, um, they're both really good. You, I bet if you remember, if you rewatch Spider Verse, you'll probably catch it and be like, "Oh shit, that is that song." Because I didn't realize it's the song he made it specifically for that. Yeah. Did he really? I didn't yeah. know that. Huh. So it's only on that um, soundtrack of the. That explains why I never heard it prior to that movie. Yeah. Well, on a more specific note to Alex Melton, like I hadn't heard of him before Nick's playlist or from Dusty, and he's fucking awesome, man. I lo- I go on his YouTube. Yeah, quite he usually often. drops a, a song or a cover every week. Yeah, know, just like some nostalgic song you remember, like he did fucking Vanessa Carlton's one week or something oh, like that. Oh yeah, that's what so, I'm saying. Like I'm uh, like I think that's cool. Like him, the like, art of the thousand miles is what he did. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. he did bare naked ladies one week as well. Oh, dude, I almost put a bare naked ladies track on my. Playlist. Oh yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> oh, do a whole playlist bare naked. So he, he when he did one week, he did one week in the style of Blink One Eighty Two, and I think something that Alex Melton like excels at is understanding like the musical style of a band. So one of the most I think impressive ones that he did is he did a cover of uh, Machine Gun Kelly's track, um, I think I'm okay, but he did it oh, in yeah. the style of like eleven different pop punk bands, and pop punk is a genre that you can absolutely accuse of all sounding the same. Yeah. But when you hear Alex Melton do eleven different specific bands, you realize how different they are. He'll mm-hmm. usually that, put what exactly what pop yeah. punk band or whatever he is covering on there. I mean, and, and for me, I'd, I'd be able to tell because I know that Four Year Strong is going to sound completely different from like starting line. I think he yeah, <laughs> starting, starting line, line is like covered. one of the first ones. But it just he he hops around between these genres because he understands them so well. Like when he covers Blink, 
he doesn't just like make fun of like their singing styles of like putting oys in every vowel. Like yeah. he's also like mimicking Travis Barker's like way too complex drum beats or like the overly complex guitar licks that you don't really notice are there until you go back and like take a look at them. I don't know. Driving I, bass. Yeah. I mean that that's that's really cool that he like. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a really fascinating point about about Melton is that like he seems to like really dig into like the the. the that particular like band or like the aesthetic of that band yeah. as well as like mm-hmm. the genre the genre, genre. genre. He, doesn't genre. Just, he doesn't just uh, do pop punk too i think uh, he's uh, listened to some uh, country this country I, I stuff sins not tractors is a masterpiece or, it's hilarious or, uh, <laughs> or missouri business yeah <laughs> God. that's pretty clever I'm about to check some more out. In too deep. Yeah. I almost forgot. Oh my god. Yeah. He's too deep. Got me like I was hooked on that song for like an entire drive between Spokane and Wenatchee <laughs> one time. So just just nonstop Alex. Three Mello, hours. Like, cunt- <laughs> yeah, three <laughs> I was hours it was all of his stuff, but I just kept coming back to yeah. In Too Deep. Because it just the faster we're falling, we're stopping and stalling. It's just this fucking guy who I'm so used to doing pop punk also has like perfect pop country voice. And I mean, the pop country is super generic. Like, oh yeah, I mean, it's so pop insane. Pop country, is something I am just—it's the I, worst. I, I very, it's maybe I, the worst. Terrible. Coming from a guy who <laughs> likes some country, yeah. it's—I mean, it is just, just fucking horrible. Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna, well. I'm gonna have some more talking points on pop country in a minute, but we're gonna have to wait. We're gonna have <laughs> yeah, to wait. We'll, a we'll tracks. Caleb do his Fair thing enough. so we can. <laughs> Caleb, get more what's your hot take on Alex Melton? Um, I mean, I didn't know all that stuff about him and doing the different genres. Did they genres. take the wind out of your sails a little bit? No. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, you know, respect. He's doing his thing and he's doing it well. You guys like it. Um, but kind of what uh, you guys were saying about the different genres and the, you know, finding, or not genres, uh, the differences between bands within uh, pop punk. There are differences between every single shit that I take, but they're all shit. <laughs> Get me my sword. I well, sometimes there's some water. Stab you through Zoom. Maybe you yeah, stab your fucking monitor, asshole. I'm not. Um, I'm gonna stab my webcam. Whatever. I mean, sometimes there's corn. You know, like so not every shit is shit. You know. Oh yeah, that's true. Maze. My <laughs> it's um, maze. <laughs> but I mean, I just like I, I did enjoy uh, the like the I, I thought I recognized like the the track. I was like, oh yeah, okay. And then I saw Post Malone, and now I realize it was from Spider Verse, and you know I like that. Post Malone's not my favorite thing, but I think he's a cool guy. I'd hang out with him, um, and I'm sure Alex Melton's a cool guy too. But I just don't fucking like pop punk. I think it's super basic. I think it's annoying and whiny, and there's like a few, a very few exception uh, uh, of things within that I enjoy. You know what? You're basic, you bitch. (laughs) If you listen to pop punk, not ironically, you're a basic bitch. Fight me. I will fight you, and I will win. I have a sword. I'll die on this hill. You will die on that hill. All right. What about? 
Let's move on to the next hill to die on. Hey, hang on. To clarify, Caleb yeah. and I have had a, a pact for a long time where we're not going to die of any other means aside from killing each other at the same time later. Yeah, I figured it would be a duel of sorts, you know, Andrew Jackson. It will style. be a it will be a duel, would but you we, guys we run will run at each other with equally long swords and then like stab each other at the same moment, or do you guys want to yep. shoot each other from the same? Di like, no, these guys are just going to be touching tips, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we're going to do I think that it would too. Be more of a uh, fake, like gonna, a most it'll, dangerous game. It'll be electric. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> it actually should be each other. Yeah, you have to hunt each other. To, you know. I was thinking it would be on top of a hill in a lightning storm. So I, I was also thinking. <laughs> I, I also imagined it that way. Something like Highlander. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, on, like on the roof of a building, like the big sign that's crashing down around us. Hey, that would be pretty cool. We can make it happen. You know, we could just we got plan it now. So anyway, the what, plan for the future. Anyway, whenever you hear Caleb and I threatening each other's lives, know that that's 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 important to us. Yeah, <laughs> it's all build up, <laughs> it's emotional build up and love. Uh, okay, Peach Pit is the next track, man. So oh, I have a feeling Caleb's gonna hate this song. So <laughs> I'm like, I guess I don't know. I'm not familiar with Peach Pit personally. Black licorice isn't something I like. Uh, <laughs> like oh, uh, you understand the context like, of it, then you're yeah, like, all right. The, the rare Jared gavel. Yeah. I just like, I just, I don't know. It's just like two, I guess I give myself a soft, a, a really off time one. Uh, I don't know. I just like, it's just, I don't know. These, these, it's these kind of jams remind me of working. Oh, the, being yeah, not licorice. And, I, and, oh, and so it's just sort of like, I don't know. Like, I just like, it's like, I have this really big confliction with music where it's like, I feel like the way I've had to listen to music at work has ruined listening to music super hard. And so things like, like this, yeah. I think I don't really get a chance to appreciate because I have a really hard time break getting past like that, like barrier of like, God, this feels like fucking music that just plays mindlessly <laughs> at work. Like, like, and I don't mean that in like a, like a, like, I mean, there's merits to like a lot of that, a lot of the, well, some of those songs, maybe not some of those Mumford and some songs, but like, nope. But anyway, so I, 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 I'm going to have to take a pass on Black Licorice, personally. But Caleb, no, Caleb, you're not you. Jameson? Jameson. I, I love, the, I had never heard of Peach Pit. I fucking love this song. And, Put some context uh, into this. I, I <laughs> yeah, hadn't okay, heard it. Enough. I hadn't heard it until Jeremiah turned me on to him, which, like, I did, you know, sense. Jeremiah will listen to everything and anything different any genre or genre a chance yeah so that's what i respect about him but i was like i just don't feel like that's a band that he would have liked and but yeah he turned them on to me and i don't know it just it kind of strikes a chord it you just it is one of those things i guess if you have a shitty relationship or you go through a series of shitty relationships or almost relationships as you would call them and you feel like you're just unwanted and you know that's, that's what he yeah. that's the context he's coming from in this song where he's just he's black licorice and you know he, yeah. what's left in the bowl much like you know the peanut m&ms that are always left or the hey, peanut m&ms are fucking peanut good yeah peanut m&ms are great that's a really that's a really fascinating point like i guess that's, that's, a, that, yeah. that, that's my trouble dusty is like is that like i feel like i just like didn't really like i didn't when i was listening to it 
while opening at work you know yeah like it just like i wasn't like paying attention to the lyrics any or anything like anymore and so like i didn't get like a, like the context of that song i guess very much so that that's kind of an interesting concept for me but yeah it's yeah. so, so it was like i remember it just kind of struck a chord me it was like it was the start of the pandemic so, so the dating world was kind of fucked it was just you know tinder Flat relationships <laughs> so yeah. And so you get a lot of that and just it strikes a chord. Yeah. Whenever I hear it, it kind of reminds me of that last spring. Just how fucked up everything got so quickly. Yeah. And, you know. You know. That's a- the song also got um, the stamp of approval for from my son, Ernesto Savage. Um, he, this is, riff. Yeah, this is probably out of all the playlists this is his favorite song you turn this on and he immediately just starts dancing to it it's that so, guitar hook man like yeah it's, it's so super good. catchy i yeah i love this song thank you for turning me on to peach pit because i like him a lot mm-hmm. yeah you should check out their song aphrodite yep that's my that i think i like that one personally better Alrighty, righty aphrodite picked, I almost but uh that one, but yeah they're both yeah they're really good I, I'm gonna have to. Uh, uh, so, J- Jared, I understand where you're coming from with like it reminding you of work. Um, Coffee shop music. I, yeah, I could sure. absolutely yeah. see where you're coming from there. I think I think Caleb might understand why I'm not overly fond of hiking or camping or a lot of like outdoor things anymore. That's because the army absolutely fucking ruined it. Like anything that you can do outdoors, the army will make it as unfun as possible, and just completely ruin those experiences. Air conditioning is god. Oh God! Like, oh, you think you're gonna sleep through the night and wake up with the dawn? Go to go to bed at a campfire? No, no campfires. It's pissing rain because you're in Washington <laughs> State. It's February. Um, no fire. You get to sleep for about two hours. Someone's gonna then then wake you up so you can walk a lap around the whole fucking camp for an hour, and then you're gonna go to sleep for another two hours. Wake up, sit in the pissing rain in a goddamn gun turret with like a fucking piece of plastic over the. It's awful. Anyway, so I, I know what you're feeling. There it is. I think this is not at war. This is at in Washington State. Yeah. Like nothing. I don't know why we did that. I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I don't know why we did that. <laughs> I was an intelligence man. Why was I sitting in a fucking gun turret? Man, I've asked myself Whatever. that a lot of times. <laughs> what am I doing? I don't know oh why I did that. But okay, so <laughs> since I I don't work in a coffee shop, I don't work in a place where like I listen to a lot of or I'm forced to listen to music. Obviously, like people who work in retail hate Christmas music. Dude, it's the worst. <laughs> it's but like, I, oh yeah, go uh, ahead. Don't even get me started. Don't get, nah, I can't okay, okay, we'll, 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 we'll circle back. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll do a, a holiday theme. Playlist. We'll do a UFR yeah, Christmas exactly. playlist. Exactly. Oh, episode. <laughs> we're, we'll we'll all contribute our twenty five songs. Dude, and it'll just it'll just be the Christmas <laughs> in the Underworld trilogy from me. Yes. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> probably sprinkle into Bob Rivers' Twisted uh, Christmas. I've got a Danest yeah. track. Uh, hang on. Oh we'll, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later. Anyway, uh, actually, so, I, I really like Peach Pit. Um, I thought that guitar was super hooky, and normally I don't like things that sound as, as poppy as this, but I like indie rock. I have for a long time. Scott Weiss got me into it. Dude. And. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't know. I just I, I think this song's a lot of fun. It's not my favorite. It's not. It's clearly not my least favorite. We're gonna get to that. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I I'm I'm yeah. kind of on the same page. I um I think it's cool. Like the 
um, you know, the meaning behind it and the, the title, it's very fitting. It's like uh, there's a comedian, Jameson, and I like called uh, uh, Ryan Sickler, and he has a podcast called The Honeydew. It's the same concept, like what gets left behind in the bowl. Nobody wants it. Um, anyway, uh, I think that's cool. Yeah, the guitar uh, riff, super fucking catchy. Um, the, the, lyric, the vocals are, they're fine. It's kind of that similar thing where it's like, it doesn't bother me so much that I'm like, I dislike the song, but it's also not like going to keep me coming back like the, but the guitar definitely, I think it's, it, it's a fun, it's a fun song, but it's, it's a little lukewarm for me. That's so not so bad. The vocals I did think were kind of like the weakest part of it. I mean, they, they, they had all of these parts that stood out like this, this beat that was just simple and then just gets glued in your head. This guitar hook that was just immediately instantly like it's one of those things you're going to whistle without thinking about it it's just so catchy and then like for vocals they choose to do like a soft vocal pad like harmony where you can't yeah uh, (laughs) it's kind of their style it seems like Uh, i get it well i i would have done it different but i'm not in a successful music band so (laughs) what's what's the name of your project though oh it's it's called string lights and uh, we don't have any music out yet so uh, string lights everybody (laughs) (laughs) so uh stand by i've got an ep that i'm hoping to release by the end of september it's gonna be synthwave synthwave let's review it on here if I remember uh, right, if though. We, if we do review it on here, we can probably also listen to it because there are no copyright claims on any of my shit. Oh, that's true. But Not if yet. we're talking about strong <laughs> feelings, this next song, if I remember right, Nick has yeah. some real strong Ooh. feelings about. I want to take so. a quick let's, break. Let's, and let's wait. I have. And, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, should we take our yeah, pee break and split it? it? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a back seat for a minute. <laughs> All right. You know, yeah, okay. Okay. Fine. Well, it's gonna be like that. Dusty, Dusty. What's the uh, the next track on the playlist? Here? This is more of a controversial pick. I don't part. even know why it's controversial. I don't know. Yeah. Like, this, I'm, I'm this really. Band's like, a, this band's a kicker. I don't understand Nick's hate for this for the front bottoms. A kicker on uh, the dolphins. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Jason Sanders is a great kicker. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. He's a pro, all pro last year, uh, but uh, in I don't know I like the front bottoms. They, I, they were turned on to me from listening to Manchester because they they tour a lot together and do stuff with like a lot of them and Kevin Devine and stuff. But uh, I mean, I could have picked quite a few different songs. This, this is not the best song on the album. It's called Camouflage, but uh, I don't know. It's just one of those like b-side tracks that every band has that's kind of catchy that never yeah. really gets single play it just i don't know it's i don't know i like a lot of their stuff i mean i, I can see where people don't like them i mean it's nothing different than any other emo e band where <laughs> it's gonna have a whiny singer yeah i'm listening yeah. to uh flannery's vitriol last week like listening to it i was like i don't understand why this is disagreeable compared to any other like indie emo band like it's good i, I like it it's not even but... their best album because this is the newer one but i mean they have some really catchy tunes fair enough uh caleb so for this one should you go first or should nick oh go first? yeah i think nick might have 
He can expand probably I'm just more. Gonna get hit with two stone cold stunners here. Oh, no, no, no. Dude, I mean, you're it, just it's you're gonna get hit with, with the, the people's elbow know. followed by a stone cold I'm stunner. Book, I'm Booker T in a supermarket. And stone cold just <laughs> tagging me out of nowhere. Hang on. Still one of the Hang on. You're gonna get hit with people's, <laughs> people's elbow. I'm gonna follow up with the rock bottom because, dude, that's that's how. Go I mean, Spinebuster, <laughs> then people's elbow me. That's how the rock would set it up. The fucking tombstone, this song, man. I'm a little lost because my dad didn't let me watch wrestling or NASCAR because of his English snobbery, not because of the content. <laughs> I learned that. Anyway, the exposure. The only reason I have wrestling context is because of Troy Vines, man. He was like, I would go to his house all through childhood and like get exposed to things I did not get to see at my house. Yeah, I mean. Jim, Jim is was like my my dad and mom, or they didn't care if I watched Jackass. They actually watch it with us. Thought it was yeah. funny. Like, that, just, that was totally You're interested. Jim was like, "Oh, did you record South Park last night?" <laughs> that's, that's why you and Troy are well-adjusted, nice people. <laughs> yeah. I'm right uh, on the edge. I want to hear yeah. your hot so, take. Right. Yeah, just keep so it was building that edge. And... <laughs> well, I mean, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Caleb, what, Caleb, build him up. Flip. So, um, I, yeah, front bottom, and then we're, we're gonna hear it. Ooh. Um, after Nick, yeah, like kind of similar, like a little different take than Jameson, but when Nick was, you know, really hating on it, I was like, okay, what's going on here? And it didn't upset me too much. Um, it wasn't like I don't think I have the same vitriol, but it was also, yeah, it's kind of whiny. Um, and in my opinion, and again, no reflection on musicality, just personal preference, kind of. I'm basic. I was like, eh, eh. And I just, I, I, I spent too much time thinking, why does Nick hate this so much? Yeah, then, the, yeah. yeah. But then I, and then I kind of sat there and was like, I, I, I'm excited to hear that, but I don't really like it either. <laughs> that doesn't I mean, I could have picked a worse song to, to. It's not a bad song. It's just, it, it's his voice. It's all like, it, it, there's no rhyme or reason to what I like about a singer because um, I like Rush or um, I mean there's you know, I could name if I wanted to a bunch of different bands that have whiny or like kind of like I love Circus Survive super whiny um, or the used um, so yeah, the, the rules don't apply evenly it's just it just didn't it didn't grab me by anything it was kind of like yeah, not okay. even your balls no definitely not the balls Nick so let's let's let let's discuss this. <laughs> What's so, the deal with the front bottoms? Let's let, let let's let's build some foundation here. We we discussed pop country earlier, um, and there's a reason. Is this what pop country is? No, <laughs> well, it, it, in a sense. But I thought you were turning sense. me on to a genre I didn't understand. No, 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 no. Let let so there's a reason that there was a split, like. In, in like the 70s or 60s, I don't know when it started, Jameson could probably elaborate on this, between pop country and then outlaw country. Um, I would say more in the 80s. Was oh, really? What happened? Yeah. Right. Was it fucking Chris Gaines? No, it's because <laughs> of like, the no, audience of country music. Um, and the thing is, like, you can say what you want about the audience of country music. I think most country music is hot fucking trash and most people who listen to it are garbage. Uh, present company excluded um but but uh, so i was i was watching a documentary on on pop music and and dolly was a main focus on it and something they brought up that i realized was like it just absolutely clicked with me and there's something country music fans have the ability to do and it's super important to them but they care so much about authenticity like a country they tend to gather in large gatherings of 
well, they, like they, sheets they, and whatnot. They, uh, <laughs> <laughs> notwithstanding, torches, torches. <laughs> but but like country, uh, like someone who's listening to country music, someone who's like from a small town or from the south or from like the backwoods somewhere, they can smell something that's fake from a fucking mile away. Like it, they can tell whether or not the artist that they're listening to actually does have these roots just by the sound of their voice, and then they can tell whether or not they're just manufactured by fucking Nashville or Somewhere whatever Nashville, record company. Yeah. yeah, and they can just tell. Like it just clicks, and it, they they can hear it. And that's why Outlaw Country was born because a lot of these country fans were just fucking sick of the pop industry producing what they were calling country western records, and Outlaw Country just was like, nah, fuck that. We're gonna do outlaw shit. Okay. How does um, this tie back into? <laughs> so, so coming coming back bottoms? to the front bottoms, uh, <laughs> I I like indie rock. I like Midwest emo. I like emo. I like this this style of punk. They're like on paper, you describe the front bottoms to me in all of their pieces, like combined. Like it, I should like them. Like I, see, that's so, why I was confused. Me. Like yes, like all, when all the math is there. Like I should like the front bottoms, and I, I, I first heard them uh, in uh, as like a related track to oh God. It was to to modern baseball, and I love modern baseball. Yeah, I think that's where it popped up for me or Manchester on this year. And I, when I first heard the front bottoms, I was just immediately offended. Like it to me felt like the fakest fucking band I had ever heard in my life. Like these guys were capable. It, to me, it sounds like these guys are capable of like complex jazz fusion or prog rock or prog metal, and they decided to like to cosplay as an indie rock band. It is the fakest fucking garbage I've ever like. They have another song, I cannot remember what it's called, but it's like it, it's about like chasing the, the a drag. It, it, it's like about doing LSD and, and following a dragon, which. It is the fakest goddamn song I've ever fucking heard. And the guys, <laughs> like, I, I can tell when I listen to the guys singing. Like, I, I listen to a lot of bands with whiny voices. This guy's whiny voice is affected in the way that, like, a pop country artist would affect a fake-ass, like, southern accent. Like, this is the fake... This is Zoe Deschanel pretending to be the quirky, dorky, unliked girl. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is it's like... Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's, I... They, I don't know. I, I think they're, they're genuine, but... So I, I've looked up their their history like well, in the past, I, I and like I don't like see anything whole... to indicate that they're not genuine. But they just, get, I I gotta just trust my gut on them. Like they did this give you okay, that, that's how I feel about Billy Billy Eilish, like, William Eilish. Yeah, I'm like you're just Lord. So you are. Lord. <laughs> I don't know. I so, Lord, 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 Lord. I, Lord. I oh, yeah, to this day I, mean, I have tried the front bottoms over and over again, and I just can't fucking stand them i absolutely yeah. loathe this band and i loathe the absolute just following they have and how important they are to this scene because i love the scene and i love the genre that they're in the genre yeah. genre <laughs> I, I just fucking hate this band i think they're fake as hell i i don't have any logic to back this up they just sound that way to me i, 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 I respect like that it. though i mean not everybody's gonna like every Pop punk band. I was gonna like every. It, it's not that I just band. don't like them. I actively dislike them. I lo. I fucking hate <laughs> this band, man. Like they, I, they I have like a, a show involuntary a block from your house. Would you pick it? Would you hold a sign outside their show? No, I'd cut the power. Guys fuck. <laughs> you, it's easy. You'd be the green knave, my friend. I yes. would commit arson. <laughs> I would absolutely be the green knave because I don't think people deserve to have to listen to the front bottoms. So few people will know what we're talking about, but I love that. 
Uh, <laughs> well, tell me I, how you I, really feel. They have to listen to other podcasts. Uh, I, I, I tried to explain okay. how I feel that's, about that's this. Fair. That's fair. I mean, like, it's just, it's, I don't know. There's some things that, like, you just look at it and you're just like, I, for me, it's over here in Olympia. It's people that dress like, uh, like rednecks. Like they, they like. Uh, I'm just. So you look, like I look at them and I'm just like. I'm just like. Well, yeah. You just look at it and you're just like, this is fake. You know, this is an image that you have put on. They got a cowboy hat. Wake up right? every day and purposely put on. It's it's the difference and, between being hip and, and being that, a hipster. That, that's kind of what you're saying about. I think about. I don't know. The I, bottoms. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, it's like I don't know. I, I guess I didn't have much of like that much aversion to it. No. You topped it. I could be totally, I, like, I could be totally off base. Like, I could be completely wrong. These guys could be the most authentic fucking Midwest emo band out there. So, I have, like, I, I haven't found any hard evidence to back up anything I'm saying. It's just a gut feeling. And that gut feeling fucking hates the front bottom so much. Shit. <laughs> well, that brings us into uh, the next, the next this, band. This which is, is a, which is, I think people, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I, I don't think Caleb's going to like this song. <laughs> <laughs> actually my, right now i thought about going to this concert they're playing right now in seattle yeah. it was uh, sold out weeks ago man yeah, I looked at it was yeah. my cousin's at it right now they're playing like oh. bail and maya and yeah that's why caleb looked at tickets too <laughs> animals like, and theaters I, I, yeah, I, I would <sighs> like to see those two bands and like I, I this is another song that was turned on me from just jeremiah just chilling on the porch watching youtube that's just what we yeah. did yeah, that's <laughs> and I don't know. It's a catchy song. Like I never really was into Dance Gavin Dance or anything, but this song "One in a Million from their album last year. It's just got just a catchy, just a catchy tune, and it's you know, it's got a little bit of technical, you know, guitar playing that I can respect. Which is yeah, it's a catchy tune. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking catchy tune. Uh, Listening yeah. to it. Oh, sorry, Jared. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say, like, very similar experiences that uh, with dance, Gavin, dance for me. Like, literally, Jeremiah sitting on a porch. We were probably chain smoking, and you know, yeah. showing me YouTube videos. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, this reminds me of some, like, some things that I used to listen to, like, um, like protest the hero i used to really like protest the hero because their songs had these like weird turns and like they were like really like you'd tell have these like technical moments it seemed like or whatever mm-hmm. um that was back when when riff was still in the band yeah. and he he left to become a, like a theater like a very successful theater director and uh, the band really hasn't been the same since he that was also sense. their lyric writer which which is why they wrote the weirdest fucking lyrics dude i loved it was uh, he their bass player but yes sorry uh but yeah, I don't know. Like, I I kind of dug this track. I I I I haven't really gotten too into dance, Gavin dance, but I think I like. They have these. Like, I don't know. It's like there's these like there's these like, I don't know like really kind of poppy like moments mixed with like. Yeah, it's it's I different. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard it's, to figure. It's such an interesting on like it. yeah. It's such an interesting combination of sounds, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, Jameson, what's your take on this? Yeah, uh, I listened to Dance Gavin Dance. I remember when their first EP came out. I was we were juniors in high school when it came out, and I really dug that. But this, is that like, true? they they've been around. I didn't realize. That yeah, they've, they've been, been around. around that long. I think this I is a different singer. Yeah, I, they have changed singer, and that's 
kind of my uh, before they were much more like po- uh, post hardcore and that from what I remember I haven't listened to them in years and this song like while very interesting because it's just such a combination of different sounds I feel like uh, the clean vocal pop parts are just a little overboard for me like I didn't really enjoy that so definitely not my favorite on this list but uh i mean it's it's fine Ooh, it's fine <laughs> it's, it's fine. fine hashtag it's fine you should you should tag that when you post that on twitter every, every time it's like, fine. old heart radio dance gavin davin says dance gavin dance has got the official the first it's, it's fine. fine of the night <laughs> Nick, what's your take on Dance, Gavin Dance? Uh, so I actually discovered these guys a couple of years ago. I didn't know that they were as old as, as Jameson's saying. I, I mean, now I know that, um, and I have for a while, but when I first discovered them, I didn't know it. The first song I heard was Son of a Robot. Um, and they, I hated it at first. I thought the singer was <laughs> super annoying. Didn't really get it. I didn't know why it was showing up in my cool playlists. And then it just kept popping up, and I was like, God, this guy can fucking sing, man. And like... Their screamer. I'm. I'm not the biggest fan of their their style of screaming, but he's like. It's once again. I. I it's one of those like proto pre Howard Jones screamers. That kind of like abrasive grating type of type of sound, and yeah. I think it still lends itself to the style of music. And I just kept listening to it because they just kept popping up in my playlist. And over time, they've become just one of my favorite bands. Um, so, like Jameson said, they had a different singer back then. I don't know who that was, and I really don't know any any of their tracks from that era because I didn't first, start listening to them. First album I'm looking came out in 07. That's that oh, sounds okay. about right. This so, guy, this singer, was in another band that will randomly pop up on my just daily play up. It's really, so I can't remember mm-hmm. what. His his name's like, Tillian Pearson. A, like that's the same guy from fucking Dance Gavin Dance. But yeah, that must have been his previous band then. But this guy has some of the most like stupid wide vocal range, and just in addition to his like outrageous range, his control and his stylings are just absolutely off the fucking wall, man. Like this guy is probably one of the best, like the best, mo- the vest. He, I don't know, he might wear a vest. I think it was he does Tides actually. Of, I think like, it was he, Tides of Man that song. Like he's he's one of the absolute best vocalists in like alternative music right now, and he does do a lot of pop stylings to the point where like I've compared him to Bruno Mars before. Like that in that, that way. When I, okay, when I first heard that song, this song, I was like, it kind of reminds me of Bruno Mars. And they do cover a Bruno Mars song on, I think, that album. Do they really? <laughs> I believe so. I did not know that. I didn't listen to this to this whole album because I'm I'm still stuck on on a couple of their albums from a few years back. I I, I love either uh, this album or like another like uh, there's, there's one a... like Strawberry something. I, song. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember the name of what it. What about you? What's your uh, what's your take on Dance Gavin Dance? So um, I knew that like they were an older band, but I didn't really listen to them back in the day. So um, finding out about the show we were talking about was kind of my, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll check them out. They're the headliner. Um, I thought it was kind of an odd thing that they were playing with these other bands until like, was other friends. Too. Yeah, because they're very different. Um, and they're I think they're a great example of like, the good cop, bad cop kind of vocal duo. Um, and the Tillian guy, the clean singer, he's fucking incredible. Um, I really enjoy it. I think the musicality is interesting and they're super good at what they do. But uh, again, like not super crazy about the bad cop vocals. 
Um, and I think I just like kind of like with Nick, like I think I need more time to like keep trying and listening because there's aspects of it that I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I like this a lot, but I'm not there yet. There's so, certainly there's certainly the gin of uh, <laughs> of alternative bands. It's 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 an acquired taste. <laughs> they're they're very they're they're super interesting, and I'm not bored listening to it. I just haven't got totally hooked in yet, so I don't have anything bad to say about it. So we'll just give it more time. Yeah, they covered. That's what I like by Bruno Mars. Oh shit, that's cool. Uh, all right. Well, on to this next track the, here, the um, the Mountain Goats. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is I, I've never actually goat? listened to any of their other songs. Really, this this song just was just one of those ones that popped up on just a daily playlist, and uh, I don't know. It was fucking 2020, bro. <laughs> what does that mean? No, it's true though. It's well, I mean, you listen to the song. The so- it's about yeah, just, getting through this year. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It reminds me. Uh, it reminds me of why some of the things I like about Frightened Rabbit, honestly. And I've never got. Oh I've never, God! I, never, I know you don't like that kill. See, yeah, it kind I, of I never really too, got so. into like the. I haven't gotten into the Mountain Goats, but uh, this is probably like the best exposure for me in the. In the folk, uh, in folk, in, folk indie upbeat. Yeah. Poppiness. Well, it might not be for Frightened Rabbit, but. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, I don't know. I was. I was. I had a fine time sipping coffee to this song. It just you know, kind of reminded me of high school, Caleb's being, being dumb and drinking and <laughs> doing yeah. dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, I feel it, man. Uh, it's no, it's it's. I wouldn't say there's much that like really like stands out in particular to me about about this song, which is kind of like it's not like I can't like the lyrics are fine, the music's fine, but it's like. I don't know. It just all flows really, like, really well together. It, it is pretty catchy. Like, catchy it's, indie it's catchy. tune. Yeah, get a that's, catchy indie tune. That's the just, one positive thing I can say about it. Well, then. <laughs> I feel like it, it's right in the vein of Front Bottoms. So that's probably why New Nick probably wouldn't like it that much. <laughs> so Mountain Goats also had a song that was featured on the Showtime uh, legendary show Weeds called oh, yeah. uh, The Cotton. And so I had heard him, heard of him back then, but uh, so I had heard that song first, and really, like, kind of all their music sounds the same as what I'm finding. But I enjoy it; like, I kind of like that folk indie uh, tone. So I I enjoyed this, but I was surprised how similar this song sounds to uh, some of their other ones that I'd heard. Yeah, like I said, I've never actually listened to any of their other songs. It's just one like always pops up on playlists and just struck a chord in 2020. Fair enough. Well, boys, which one of you wants to let your gavel be heard? I I guess it's me. I'm probably not going (laughs) to feel as strongly as Caleb on this one. I'm I'm listening to The Cotton right now, and I think I like this one a lot more than, than... the one you chose i can't even think i can't remember its name the year this year this year i did not like this i i thought (laughs) i thought it was bad (laughs) i thought it was bad you sound like uh the what is the report of the week (laughs) this year was bad this was i thought this song was bad 
packaging uh, on this Burger King Whopper was <laughs> not good. And up next will be the end of my sentence. <laughs> okay, purred. <laughs> and that's the word with purr. Okay. Um, no, I... So I, I've listened to other Mountain Goat songs, and I have, honestly, like, I, I like a lot of their other songs better. This song, The Year, has been one of those things that has continuously popped up in a lot of my playlists because, Dusty, you and I listen to a lot of the same music. Yeah. Like, we've got a lot of, we have a lot of music in common. This, well, this song just annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> like, it, so I mentioned that it was catchy, and I tried to frame that in a positive way. However, the catchy part of it, like, I'm going to make it through this year if it kills me. I fucking hate that part. <laughs> it is so repetitive. It's grating. It like, the guy is, like, affecting this, like, fake-ass Irish accent. So it, it almost feels disingenuous for me to not like the Mountain Goats because I am a Frightened Rabbit fan. In the same vein as, as Jared and, and well, I think it's but it's, it's just interesting. his vocal tone is interesting, but yeah, yeah, it's not not hitting, not tickling your funny bone, huh? No, it's 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 just not. Once again, it's one of those things that on paper with the other bands that I do like, I should like, but I I just don't like this band that much. Like some of their other songs are less offensive to me. This is their most offensive song. <laughs> That's all I get. Caleb, what you got? Are you going to go out and buy yourself a mountain goat? <laughs> you know, the the animal that the band is named for um, is... I went I went hiking in the Enchantments once, and I got charged by a mountain goat. And it was a really <laughs> scary and upsetting experience. This was worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this was worse, man. Like, it's the same... Like, Nothing changes. There's no dynamic. There's no. There's the yes. same. Is there like just one chord progression? The whole fuck. It's like that's. A, oh my god. That's what it is. The whole You're song's so one right. fucking verse. Oh my yes. <laughs> and. I just I'm I'm, I'm, you're, I'm hyping you up from behind here. This 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 <laughs> year out. by the Mountain Goats was worse than the year 2020 was for the culmination of humanity that's awfully harsh sir you know what fuck all of you it's worse it's no, so i didn't I, like it at all i it think that's really excessive is, but i like your energy i i listened to it i listened to it twice and you know what like my my a lot of my throughout my body all the different sphincter muscles were very tight <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they call me coins. I will make you fill it in your loins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it just it was the re the repetitiveness of it. Um, hard pass. Don't love that's his voice. Uh, the I couldn't even like I couldn't even focus on the lyrics. I, it makes sense now. Um, yeah, why not write a song that's as bad as the year you're writing it about <laughs> or this, worse. Oh, this, this, this is like 2006 or something yeah but. it's a lot older than 2020 oh oh i see okay. like what was wrong with 2000 i was there for 2006 it was pretty sick dude yeah <laughs> yeah it's up and down that was that was pre-financial crash of 2008 like we were all optimistic uh warp tour was still a thing it's pretty good year this like, i don't know why that mad like, the house the of cards had already yeah. basically fallen yeah it, like if, 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 if the mountain goats were having that hard of a time in 06 that's their own fault <laughs> i remember like being like a minute like 40 seconds into this and just be like god damn it <laughs> that's yes <laughs> nothing changes well it's well, it's like purgatory as music it well, is what about, the, it's, what about the next track though oh my god 
Extract okay. is certified so, banger. Yes, agreed. Out the weekend. Yeah, this is one Flannery turned me on to. I really got into this band last this year. This is this is just how the estate feels in my head. This is yeah. Mm-hmm. It's dude, especially if you I watch the music video, you're like shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like this song, this song hit hit me in the loins. I'll say. Uh, it's it just like, but like you know, those like those nostalgia loins. Those. <laughs> Have you? I, I gotta. I'm gonna interrupt you here. Did you watch the music video for it? I did not. No. It's literally just all of them like at a at a like a, a dingy ass house party in the you same know, way that all of us used to do it. I'll it say was, this, dude. You know, just like the estate too. This song reminded me of something that I haven't thought about in a really long time. Was the fact that all the shit and shenanigans that went down in the estate. <laughs> went down in a duplex there was a family on the other side of that wall almost every fucking night and they never said shit to no us. they never complained thin, thin wall I, why would they not complain probably because they were like also like probably doing domestic violence on the other side every no, night I have no idea I have no idea what Mari kid and his family were up to. <laughs> hey his name was Tyson Okay, the, fair. Named, named after the bag you. of chicken nuggets that he ate every day. <laughs> the, ba- the three pound bag. <laughs> oh, okay. no. Okay. But no, so, the, I just, the music just, video, yeah. if you look at the music video, it starts in a dingy ass basement. And the only thing I can think of two things is either, you know, 10 people piling in the bathroom doing hookah. And then, like, the rest of the party, yeah. the rest of the party spilled out into the, that basement, and yeah. then it spills out to upstairs. And if it were nice, we were doing hookah in the boneyard. Yeah, dude. And <laughs> the boneyard. And it's just like a collection of people, and just you just have just random chicks strewn about that people were trying to hit on, and just Do I don't know, guys, just yeah. takes me back. Do you guys remember for the longest time the wall of pizza boxes that was slowly <laughs> yes. built up in the bottom of the I remember yeah. I remember stacking those pizza boxes at the stairs and I think Luke rode down the stairs <laughs> in a fucking in a sled, laundry right? basket or a sled oh, right yeah. through them and he ended up cutting himself but <laughs> and then there was like one pizza box that came up and there was a just a rotten slice still in there dude, oh. I, remember, dude, I remember we were going through them finally there was like oh, crusts God. and stuff and so oh. like, how like how nasty can that place have been like that we didn't notice the smell of rotting pizza in these cardboard boxes <laughs> preservatives in that pizza crust yeah it does not smell too much that smell was still offset by all that it was just burnt away from the monarch <laughs> Five dollar pizza mias. The manarch. So I was uh, at the estate. I was definitely a downstairs bathroom kid. I basically <laughs> just hung out in the bathroom smoking hookah until I got too fucked up and had to leave. The DBK. But, yeah. On a instead of the BTK killer, he's the DBK downstairs bathroom kid. On a. <laughs> <laughs> on a separate note um this song the weekend and then on uh nick's playlist last week your graduation, graduation yeah um i've really gotten into modern baseball so thank you guys <laughs> for uh showing them because i've gone through their entire discography now and i 
they're, they're good. Yeah, I like them a lot. Really dig them. So I was gonna say similar. Like, yeah, it's definitely turned me on to talk, turn me on to them. So. I'm sure Luke was like listening to this like 10 years ago. And I'm yeah, like, probably I'm looking back being like, God damn, it, I should really listen to more stuff Luke was listening to. Well, some of his yeah. stuff wasn't great, but no, some, <laughs> some is not great. But Luke, Luke has like that same ability that Jeremiah has where he can like, he can listen to literally anything with no reservations. Like he doesn't just like think, Oh, this is emo shit. I'm not going to listen to it. Or, Oh, this is, you know, EDM. I'm not going to listen to it. Like he just listens to something for the first time like clean slate and decides he likes it and like his music taste has been like i mean in the last few years like i've learned a lot from just like the way he appreciates music i think i've, I've really gained something i love that. luke but uh one of the things i would say about him is that he's not afraid it's like the same reason we've all seen his dick it, he's not afraid <laughs> of exposure you know what i mean he just like he does he's willing to like he's willing to just put himself out there and like and it, well like and like like things like with like things like with like music and like other like kinds of like things too you just like you're right he probably just absorbs shit yeah, and that's exactly, that, that is what jeremiah it's a musical does. sponge but, but he's just all, he's all about exposure it's, it's, it's <laughs> that it's that same reason that we'd be like at the estate there'd be like girls over and we're trying to like look cool in front of him luke doesn't give a fuck he just goes into his room and pulls out that like old etnie's shoebox oh, full of pokemon cards <laughs> that he and still then, has and then he would oh fuck the God. hottest chick <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> God, Gillespie, man. What, anyway, what, what he, we've got to get we've got to get what, him to build what, a playlist and come on here too. Fucking yeah. classic ass what? Chad. <laughs> uh, Caleb, I feel like Caleb has a hot take. Caleb, have you been turned on to modern see his, baseball? His face turning red. Oh, I have. I've, I'm I'm buzzed and up my eyes itch. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> my eyes. Itch. Um, no, I don't like modern baseball that much. I think Ooh. his voice is rather whiny. So it's one of those things where like the rule makes no sense, but um, I don't like it very much. But, um, you know, knowing, like listening to the lyrics and the kind of the story, like it, it, it made me think of the same things. And uh, yeah, it's like, it's fine. Uh, but <laughs> there's a second one. I just don't, uh, his voice and the music and arrangements like no okay cool and then just this guy whining and it's like what do you mean modern baseball what's the cutoff here for it to be modern are we talking about like when they let jackie robinson play are we talking about are we talking about the uh mcguire sosa anyway they were they were 90s kids if i had to guess it would be that sammy sosa mark mcguire transition when like the superstar big ass head dudes well, would just start yeah. snacking no, no, no. out steroid age those great yeah basically when, steroid age so listen if we're if we're gonna like use the literal definition this this is all gonna make sense of modern baseball is in baseball nowadays is exactly how I feel about this band. No one gives a flying fuck about baseball <laughs> anymore. I, I enjoy baseball, so fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> the Mariners haven't been good for a long time. No one cares. Uh, yep, but so, they're they're on the rise, they, bitch, so okay. fuck off. I, I, I'm going to have to agree right. with Caleb on the sports aspect because even, like, the best way to see baseball is to see it, like, in person at the game, like, because it's a social event. It's a really cool thing to do. But the thing is, is sometimes those games are so just 
fucking long, man, and I don't want to be there. Seeing this band like, live wouldn't make me like so them anymore. Garlic fries. If that if that game goes into extra innings, I'm not gonna see him. Well, <laughs> fine. What about what about the next what about the next track, guys? The, would I if if it's if a winner. Some, if some forty one went on tour and played exclusively all killer no filler, some forty one is is still touring. That doesn't make like, me want to go see them. I only want to go see them if they will play this album in its entirety. Oh my god! Especially with the start of that, with like the the uh, that just intro part. Dude, which, the, the intro is the the introduction to destruction. Is so great. I, I feel like, like we. I feel like grim foreboding. It was so, definitely influenced by that. Yeah. In so some forty one walked, so Jay Schmouter's Grim Foreboding could run. <laughs> I don't. I don't see. I'll I was there it. for Grim Foreboding, and I do not see the connection. I, I love some forty one. I was in Jay Schmouter. Some forty one was 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 just more. It was a better execution. It was just that, like this. that, like you know that that like. <laughs> this album was like what's the the third or fourth album I ever bought, and it was like my first exposure into punk pop punk as i would call it i mean it was because they came out right before blink when you kind of hit it big with all the small mm. things you know in another state and i was just like obsessed with this song fat lip dude so fat lip it was on like a and motocross the- video game commercial and i'm like what is this song and then um but as you get deeper in this album literally into deep is <laughs> by far like the best song they made it's it's my, my go-to opinion. karaoke song it's also one of the yeah, only one of the only pop been. songs in, in my vocal range. Like he's just at the absolute bare top of my vocal range, so I can hit all the notes, but barely. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, this song yeah. is one of those songs. Like every time, Canadian, every time it starts, so. I can immediately sing along. You know, just that. Oh, the, the music video too. Oh my god! Just a diving competition. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, so the all of yeah. the '90s happened in the summer in Southern California, and yeah. this this music video, Facts. along with like Alien Ant Farms, like Smooth Criminal, like perfect <laughs> examples of this. It was a pool party. It was summer. People were having a great time. That's just what the '90s was. Blink. Only only exception Blink to the weather. First date. This is also. Oh my god! Yep. <laughs> Like every, every, every 90s music video was just exactly like it's the summer and you're in Southern California and you're having a good time. Only exception being Pete and Pete, which you're having a good time, but it's winter. Nah, it's probably in the Midwest somewhere. Were they in Canada or were they in the Midwest? Maybe they were in Pennsylvania. It's Pittsburgh, really. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I no, I just, some 41, every time I hear them, it just strikes a chord with me. Back to this album, just nostalgia and. Definitely. I really I started listening to this album again when Alex Melton covered this as a country version. Yep. Oh and my I just God. went back <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck it. it. The, <laughs> the thing is, like, if you hadn't with, with Alex Melton's covers, like, if you weren't aware of the original versions, like, you would be absolutely convinced that this was this was a country song because he just does it so well. What is this hit song this guy's playing? <laughs> <laughs> See, I never, I, I didn't. Like I knew of some 41 and fat lip was a huge hit in the late nineties, but Mm. I don't know. I never had this album. And so I don't have much nostalgia attached to it. And so to me, it just kind of sounded like early two thousands, late nineties punk. And so skateboarding at the same time. So it really struck a chord there. Didn't, didn't yeah. we all when the when the coolest store in East Wenatchee was Zoomies? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kind of with Jameson on that. Like, uh, 
I, I didn't have the same kind of like exposure to them other than like, you know, hearing them around and on the radio or TV. Um, I was more of an MXPX and selective blink kind of person, but mm-hmm. I got, I have nothing bad to say about them. I like the album art. It made me laugh. Um, and yeah, it, it did throw me back, but I just, yeah, it didn't have the same uh, well of nostalgia for it other than like, oh yeah, that reminds me of this time. Like, I was in middle school, so that's fun. Well, it's like it's like one of those. Uh, so, like, just just to clarify, this out that album came out in two thousand one, and and the their first album, which is another album, that, like Scott Weiss, I think turned me on to was. I, uh, I gotta I gotta interrupt you here and ask like what month of two thousand one because that's gonna I, matter. I have no idea. <laughs> it's gonna what matter whether two thousand one. It was nine eleven happened in two thousand one, dude. No, it so was called nine one one. It was definitely the spring. It was definitely yeah. spring because I, I remember that was, having that this album. Post nine eleven album. Yeah, this is yeah. definitely this does not have the flavor of being post nine eleven. Post nine eleven is just Toby Keith. Yeah, I was just gonna say, dude, it's just booting <laughs> your ass. It's the American God. way. It's also Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On," but it's a "We Are the World" style cover where they had all these fucking artists coming. Ugh. I but, still don't uh, remember. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, no, this like this this album like always hits home in this song. It does one hundred percent. But uh, I used to like listen to the shit. My parents used to get mad at me for listening to some forty one. That's like the one of the direct memories I get. Like I'd be like listening to like you know this track, and somebody would he- like hear me listening to it on the stereo, and then like yell yell at me about it because uh, I would have it on like a burn CD. I don't think I ever had the actual like album <laughs> album. Yeah back in those days but uh what okay so the next track though is like kind of a, a switch up from from some 41 it's like yeah the, the dandy warhols this one strictly would just uh every time i i hear this running there jared just yeah. chilling that that just jared and Filippo just driving around and listening to dandy warhols and yo dude um, just one of those yeah, random man. songs I feel that man. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like it's like I, I think about driving, like I think about driving around and hanging out, and uh, just kind of all in that sort of era too. That's it, it's. I don't know if I listen to like the Dandy Worlds too much anymore, but this track is one that I do have, kind of like squirreled away. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if yeah. I, I like. I don't know. It's the, but like as soon as I saw it on there, I was like, yeah. I knew why I was on there. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's I can't cool. really remember much of their other songs, but I just remember this one always being just a catchy tune. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the name. Dandy Warhols is <laughs> kind of funny, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have any recollection of this song, and it just sounds like generic early 2000s music to me, so pass on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you on that. I, I liked it honestly um it, re- it reminds me of like a lot of brit pop from like the 90s you'd be like it'd be like blur uh or, Oase, or Ace, oasis or yeah i mean it was just it's this just like sort of rock revival song that like might have made it into the pop scene but the thing is is that it happened in 2003 like 10 years too late for brit pop so <laughs> like it's it falls like, into we're the gonna indie. bring it back yeah, it just it, like I don't know why anyone would try that hard to bring Britpop back, but like <laughs> it fits into that indie rock category now just based on when it happened and it's just I don't know. I think they're they're just one of those out of time bands that that just happen at the wrong time. 
there. It's a pretty cool song. I liked it. Very very early 90s sound to him. I actually, I do remember uh, one time driving around with uh, Jared, Dusty, and Filippo, and we were trying to figure out how to get alcohol, and we couldn't. Um, so we just <laughs> we, um, so that was every Friday night. We yeah. just we just resorted to smoking black and milds, and I think I produced like maybe like a dime bag that I had bought with my lunch money from the week. Um, and so like we made the best of the night. And I I specifically remember Dusty was driving, and I was sitting in the um, passenger seat, and he said, "Put on this song," and it was this one, and. Um, so that was kind of a cool little throwback, but listening to it now, like I really like the chorus. Like it just has that like good kind of like, you know, we're driving and having a good time <laughs> feeling. But the 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 verses, the way he sings, it felt like I listened to it with my headphones, and it made me feel like it, he was being kind of rapey, and it creeped me out. <laughs> <laughs> the Danny Warhols gave you a rapey vibe, <laughs> just a little bit. But so, I mean, a bit of a gropey vibe. But like, you know, it was it know. was cool because I hadn't thought of that night like since, and it just like just brought it back so vividly. Yeah. So that was cool. That's cool. Um, well, and then uh, you know that kind of was like the same thing with what was it that modern baseball thing? It was like I just for some reason I just had such vivid memories of like certain things, and then you know I've listened to, like the Dandy Warhols, like I said, like Dusty was saying, like kind of is a pretty re- was a pre- kind of reoccurring jam for us back in the day but yeah i don't know still i think i think it still holds up a little bit but this next one is like somebody i don't i have no idea who they are so Br- briston maroney briston maroney who is that bob um, rocket where'd this come from he's kind of on the rise in the indie scene um i know that andy hole from manchester produced this song for him uh but okay. i listened to alt nation and serious and they will just randomly do like they they call them like critical cuts or whatever and it's just up and coming indie shit and it's just was a catchy tune yeah 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 i liked it i I would classify it as catchy tune as well like it's i don't know that that's the thing like there's like a like a reoccurring theme so like with a lot of the playlists there's like there's definitely some nostalgic elements to so far but there's definitely just like a lot of like really just kind of like, I don't know. I'd say like something catchy, something like yeah, some like I don't know, just energetic, but like not like in necessarily like always in your face, ener- energetic, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. And I would say that this song kind of has some of that element, where it's like I don't know. It's, a, it's just an indie song. I yeah. just <laughs> yeah. go in there. I'm like hitting the indie section of this whole entire playlist indie, but this is just that style. Of Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really liked it for all the same reasons. Like every once in a while, I'll get on an indie rock kick and I'll just put on a playlist. But the thing is, is kind of the problem with indie rock, or at least the indie rock that I end up listening to is none of it really jumps out and like sticks with me. It's just when I listen to it, I listen to it and I like it. But none of I, I never really like go back and listen to a specific band. And this this is a band that's definitely going to fall into that category. Like I'm not going to remember yeah. who Briston Maroney is, but I like this song. It's a good song. I love the energy of it. I love the sound of it. I like the structure. Totally forgot who they are ten minutes after I listened <laughs> to them. Yeah, it's just I, one of those daily playlist things. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I, I like I, I, did, this I, one. I really enjoyed it though. Yeah, I thought like um, 
there were certain like aspects like certain parts of uh, the singing where like it was you know like nick saying it's kind of like oh yeah I've, I've heard this kind of thing before but i did enjoy the um there was some like kind of psychedelic guitar stuff that they were doing at parts and um it sounded really full and and weird and I don't know. I thought it was it was different, and it kept my interest. And it was actually one of the ones I liked. Um, I, I, I put it towards the. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> overall a top, a top five for me. Overall, it's not going great for you, bud. But um, I did like this one actually quite a bit. So. <laughs> well. Well, I mean, that's a shocking pass to me. I didn't think Caleb. Yeah, Caleb. I didn't. No, think you were I thought it was like cool. It. Yeah. This is definitely. Yeah, it was. It was a totally out of left field pass from from Caleb. The yeah. the, the, the like I said, the vocals. Yeah, take them or leave them. It, well, it we're fit. Creating it on fit. A, a fucking curve here, Caleb. So. <laughs> but the but the uh, I really liked all the instrumental stuff and like the kind of trippy, you know, little effects that they were doing. I thought that was cool. Yeah. A little, a little bit of shoegaze element to it. Yeah, yeah. Which oh. do you guys know what shoegaze is? It's when you look at your shoes. No, you it's uh, it was from like indie bands of that era who had so many goddamn pedals on their pedal board that they were constantly looking at their feet to press and like manipulate their pedals. I'm holding a sword while I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, this. That's unrelated. Uh, but like they were just constantly like manipulating their pedals. Like, oh, I've got my chorus pedal engaged now. I've got my delay that I want to do later. But like. They they kept getting so criticized bad. by like music reviewers like they're just they're looking at their fucking shoes all the time. Why are they doing that? <laughs> like because the music ah. reviewers didn't know that they're like constantly manipulating these like specific indie rock type guitar effects. So shoegaze kind of became like evolved out of indie rock as this hmm. thing. So as much as I like as much vitriol as I have towards I like that word today um, indie music great word <laughs> in general i really like that aspect of it like the guitar tones the kind of boutique amps the old <laughs> school yeah he's gonna fucking break some shit yeah careful the old school yeah like I, I like all that you know like the the jazz master fender guitars like all that kind of stuff i love that shit like um i think it's really cool and i like that they brought it back in a different way but it's, it's, you know it doesn't always hit it's this weird, like, conflicting thing for me where I, I think so much of that shit is just so goddamn pretentious, but I also love it. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> well, what about the what about the next track here? Then, the, so like, is this um, is it Broncho? Is that yeah? Oh, it's just just it's just another just straight up dumb indie British pop. Yeah, you know, indie I dug song I dug this track. That's though. catchy and just it's you know it's one of those ones you probably forget about, but it's just. I disagree. I say this one is significantly more memorable. Yeah, it's just like such a classic, like British indie pop. I don't even know if these people are from Britain. The first two times I heard it, I fucking hated it, and I thought (laughs) I was gonna come on here and rip it apart. (laughs) But I found like I I kept coming back to it because it's so fucking catchy that I have listened to it probably more than anything on your playlist um so i guess now i like it Uh, (laughs) i guess they got me it's a little bit of stockholm syndrome on that one yeah yeah that'll happen i I thought it was pretty good i I, it honestly it'd be every every single time i listen to it it's going to be just a total coin toss on whether i love it in that moment or hate it in that moment like the, right. the the catchiness of it is also this such an upfront aspect like that kind of thing that yeah, goes on yeah. in it 
like it is just it, it's a totally just moment decision yeah it either captures your attention or uh, yeah or, or like it pushes you away a little bit i do oh, i do no, love I, the yeah, production on it I, I think they nailed like just like it, it, it's a high production value thing but they just they imitated a lot of like classic production values of like certain like old british pop songs like and yeah. like the way the beatles recorded a lot of the, their their stuff but i initially he, thought of the clash yeah 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 get that but, i don't know i, I yeah. thought it was a pretty good song it's pretty caleb good. what about you yeah i'm kind of same same boat as nick and jameson actually um like yeah the first time was like that's kind of annoying and then i listened <laughs> to it a, a few more times it's like that's god damn it that's catchy like and yeah. i thought about like man that must be hard to sing live you know um and yeah i i don't know what year this is from it sounds like it could be from the mid 80s and uh, 2017 well there you go i mean like that's crazy <laughs> to me like uh it sounds like it's early 2000s that, at the latest that it sounds like stuff that like uh when my dad would show me music he listened to when he was a teenager it, i think this would have been in there just you know without even batting an eye um super 20, catchy 2014 sorry it sounds like they recorded using all of the equipment they had at like abbey road studios in the day yeah it's just like classic british rock it's like i, I kept thinking of the term um earworm because it just burrowed its way into my head and i was like i was i was at work and i'm like i can't fucking get that out of my head <laughs> and yeah I, I actually like it grew on me same kind of thing it was like but again, also a coin, a, a coin toss, a coin toss, a coin, yeah. a coin toss. Sure. Though either it's, way, it's it's a toy cost, but I didn't I'm hate it. I'm taking that as a song title, toy cost. Oh, would that be a future song for your project? What's the name for, of the project? For, uh, for, for my project, String Lights, with oh, a possible song that, with a with a, a Schrodinger's hit song that may or may not exist or may or may not ever exist, uh, fingered by goblins. <laughs> I want full credit for both of the new songs you're about Isn't to write. Isn't that called the Mandela Effect? <laughs> no, it's... That's no. that's that's another rabbit hole we can go down later. All right. <laughs> you want to talk about Bernstein Bears? Oh. Yeah. I think that finger by Goblin's definitely Mandela effect thing. Was that? Well, well, no, we'll, we'll, okay. we'll see in the later podcasts. <laughs> we'll see. Get to the next song. Right, I have so things to say. Where's oh, Camp? Where's uh, Camp coming from? This is this is straight by. out of out of the the liquor cabinet rock jar. Ooh. Just pull that down port- off the cabinet. Take a sip. Yeah, it's just I'm one getting of those sweaty songs. again. Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> Sometimes you just. I don't know. Just get that bottle out by and by. Yeah. Just a yeah, relaxing, yeah. just porch song. I was just thinking, just a good porch song, man. Just chilling. Yeah. Camper. Like, I've, I'd actually heard them quite a bit before this, and they're like watching some videos and stuff. They totally look like frat bros. Which is very strange. I wouldn't have thought that, but uh, yeah, but uh, they're kind of like that uh, folk uh, indie genre. I dig them, but I like I can't listen to them too much. Like, but I I like this song and some of Camp's other music. Yeah, it's just I don't know. This is one song. Just kick back and chillax listen to you i guess i don't know yeah caleb looks like he's chillaxing <laughs> he looks angry go ahead 
carry on nick nick what about uh what about you how do you feel about by and by so this is this is like kind of for me it's it's this genre of songs that kind of happened like the late 2000s like right around the same time at like mumford and sons and and a whole bunch of other bands that kind of sounded like this but it's this genre where it was just a uh it was a genre uh, that was populated entirely by like men with big, thick, full beards that wore like old timey 1800s clothes. And it was, it's a genre that the internet likes to refer to as stomp hay. Um, and it, it seems like, like the perfect, the perfect song. Like if I were making a commercial for the new Kia Sorento, uh, then if you were to get ready for adventure with the 2022 Kia Sorento, this powerful seven passenger SUV comes oh with a large God. cargo space. It's I'm just driving now, baby. I'm, out there. I'm in the desert. It is. It is the most like I'm waving um, at vultures. It, it's the most inoffensive song that could um, easily be put in a commercial for fucking anything. <laughs> it is utterly forgettable. Oh and like, it reminds me of Red Dead. Like white bye, moms bye, would love it. No, okay, bye, bye, okay. <laughs> do not, do not disgrace the Red Dead Redemption yeah, either fuck. of their soundtracks because those two soundtracks had some of the most like actually interesting tracks placed into those, and this is a not interesting I'll track. <laughs> I don't have anything bad to say about it except for it's not that interesting. <laughs> don't, don't disgrace Red Dead with your, with your fucking slander. <laughs> Hang on, slander is printed. No wait, Labelle. Shut I'm up. trying to think it. J. Jonah Jameson has. He knows. Let's see. I'm not mad at you. Boy. I'm sorry. I'm not yeah. mad at you, Nick. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Caleb, you, is, is, was this your favorite track on the playlist? This is my fucking least favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> This is frightened rabbit on there. Just this was no, no, great. No, 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 no. I frightened rabbit is amazing compared to this cock ass bullshit. <laughs> I like. I'm so, I'm you'll so keep the, you're gonna keep right this now. bottle on the shelf, is what you're saying. You're not gonna, <laughs> Listen, man, this liquor's staying in the cabinet. Like, like three bars in, I was just like, oh fuck! Like, just it's a good song. It's, it's just that, like, that same kind of thing Nick was talking about, where it's like, oh, we're gonna talk about, you know. I think what is it West Virginia like okay or or North Carolina like pick a fucking random yeah. state and wear your little floppy brimmed black hipster hat um and play your acoustic guitar that you found in your dead uncle's garage I don't know I uh, I hated it more than the mountain goats man like <laughs> <laughs> it like I I listened to it all the way through. I, I'm, I'm always going to be respectful. I'm going to give you guys that. But holy fucking shit. I don't know how long it was, but it felt like it went on for it, too long. And I just <laughs> it, it was just like, I felt like I had testicular torsion in my brain. I don't know how to express <laughs> oh, no. this. I'm like, you I'm need so some better support up there then. <laughs> uh, maybe you're right, but. I don't know. Like I can't even. I can't even get it together. It made. It was so. It no, was so upsetting. Just, no, you just. You just couldn't handle it. It's just like it's okay. So it's like the Lumineers and all that kind of stuff. That's like, oh, I hate that so much. But also, incredibly boring. <laughs> I would say that it, like, it is definitely slow and a little on the boring side. But I. That's not a deal breaker for me. 
<laughs> I mean, you, you, your boy has ADHD. I can't. I don't have the patience. I don't even think if you gave me a bucket full of Adderall, it's it's not well, gonna. No. Trash. Hit the gavel. Hit the fucking gavel. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. If this one was too slow, like then, next one then. Yeah. How do you feel about houses? Fast talk. Are you asking me? Yeah, Kale, give me your hot take. Yeah, we'll just go okay. right into that. Okay, um, actually, surprise, surprise, I enjoyed this one. Word. We're going to have a mood swing here. I thought the beat was cool. Um, I thought the lyrics were kind of soapboxy. I have no idea what they're actually about, but I was just like... I don't uh, really know either. They just kind of work. But the vibe's there. It, it felt soapboxy. <laughs> I don't care. The lyrics don't matter, but I like the beat, and I like the, the, all the, you know, just the music of it. I thought it was a enjoyable track i didn't hate it oh yeah it was better than fine i'll back I'm, that I... i'm not gonna lie this reminded me just of like cold play like this i can this see sounds that. like the yeah, stuff that cold that. play has put out in the last few years to kind of you oh. know save their name after everyone gave them so much shit in the early 2000s so i mean yeah it's fine fair enough i guess i i, I I stopped. I stopped listening to Coldplay. I remember Yellow was like their big hit. Yeah, it's clocks. Oh, you got even Are you kidding? Yellow that. happened like way many years ago. You don't no, remember the, like the first, when I first, ruled the world? Their first big like, hit that I remember. Viva Vida. It was like the Viva La Vida. That's what it's called. Oh my god. Viva no, that album, that album. That album. Viva La Vida dropped, was killer. That album dropped after I was like uninterested. Like yeah, that was that's, that's fair. But like, you couldn't you couldn't ignore Viva La Vida. That was like a no, big, I just ubiquitous album. That was I, everywhere. I guess I could, I just couldn't. Like, I can't I can't hear or like imagine a song. But the I'm most sure if you played one, I guess I'd know it because Coldplay Coldplay's Coldplay. But anyway, I, I just want to want to point out like the, hang on, but one absolutely preposterous thing that happened was Viva La Vida was like one of the hit songs that was played at like the MTV like the the VMAs or whatever like the video music award or music video awards MVAs I don't know whatever the but VMAs they played, it, they played it live Coldplay it right. Coldplay played live but Vita La Vida is just a song with the lead singer in a string quartet. So the rest of the band was just like up there kind of wiggling around. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, they would carry insult. they would carry around those drums. Oh, they did. That's uh, right. They had to like they had to be doing something, right? Cuz yeah, they're marching band. band drums. Oh my god. So they're well, just they're doing like a minor percussion that probably wasn't even mic'd. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, since we're since we're not talking about fast talk by houses for a second let me let me just recollect myself and just say one last thing about camp um it reminds <laughs> me of that guy at the acoustic or with the acoustic guitar at a party and i just want to animal house him i don't want to hit the guitar against the wall i'm gonna fucking break it over his head anyway i like this song why uh, would you do that to jake mclaughlin <laughs> well, he was he was pretty good all right the, 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 okay yeah. uh, like there's a lot of negative things to be said about the about, about the guy at a, a party with the guitar that like i never had those things to say about about james mclaughlin when he picked exactly. up his guitar like i always wanted to listen to james sometimes you can't judge a book by the cover because james well, absolutely camp, looked like can. the cover of that annoying as fuck book <laughs> but, no he did yeah, like, but he's a great he, guy like, he, he looked like it but you'd listen to his music and it was good music it, yeah. we're, we're we're getting deep into the weeds yeah. right now so, <laughs> all right so well i can go we can go to the next song <laughs> the next song's a, yeah the next song's a familiar one i think for all of us probably the strokes mm -hmm. someday 
uh i love like every time this song comes on like yeah it's always welcome to, to me it's just so. to me one of those two is just like mm-hmm. upbeat yeah. just yeah well and i just change like, things up from the last couple songs that were kind of downers mm-hmm. <laughs> fair enough I, fair enough like, I want to talk to the complexity of the song a little bit, but uh, because of um, so the strokes are not really like each individual musician is not doing anything that's that like complex, but as a band, like, and this is probably where like this absolute, just the strength of the strokes comes from is like when they come together, they are playing like musical chords that are as complex. Like last week, was it a week ago? Maybe a little more. Uh, we discussed like uh, some of my the, the like the Japanese bands I listen to and like their chord progressions are absolutely fucking ridiculous. They'll do like 12 chord progressions before they come back to their root note. Mm-hmm. And the strokes were doing that without doing it in the way that Japan was doing it. They were playing four chord progressions, but they would evolve it with like the lead like evolving the absolute tone of the chord itself and they would do it in just the most like creative ways i i think the strokes are one of the one of the greatest bands of their era and i don't uh, think they did it intentionally no i don't think they did either um yeah this Caleb, whole album is a banger all the way how, through it but. what's your opinion on the strokes i like the strokes um this song always makes me think of watching like vh1 as a kid because they you know i'm sure i hope they made a lot of money because it was always on every like you know countdown thing yeah last put out. last night was particularly but I, by the strokes, but, yeah. I always i always remember like this song like and watching footage of people on like a red carpet but anyway um i like this one uh and it always it reminds me of a uh, lust for life by iggy pop um which is never a bad thing so yeah i like this song it's cool Jameson, how do you feel about the strokes, man? Uh, really good. I mean, reminds me of the early 2000s. I remember this was on a, a, um, a advertisement for like the original iPod. And oh, so no. that, that oh. kind of gives got me... got feisted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good song. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah Once again, amazing. one of the indie bands that Scott Weiss turned me on to. I remember about speaking of since it's twentieth anniversary of nine eleven. Um, I remember. What again? I remember, what? <laughs> what happened again? Uh, you sent me a they, link. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. I remember that I was homesick that day, and MTV was only just playing music videos because they didn't want to play any other content to be insensitive, and. I remember that's when I first heard the Strokes last night coming on. I'm like, what's this fucking song from the 70s? This is the way the music video like looks like they're on the Ed Sullivan show. Yeah. And it's just like a super simple song, like, you know, like who's my generation kind of shit. But yeah, that was the first time I remember hearing the Strokes. Nice. Uh, Vinegar Strokes. 2001. That's a, yeah. Vinegar strokes. A, yeah, those are the first time I heard the Oh my god. Twenty years ago, bro. Oh that, that'd be a good cover. A good a good strokes tribute band would be the vinegar strokes. The vinegar strokes. <laughs> Just slightly off key. Soy face. Four stroke gang. J Mo. <laughs> uh, all right. So I was wondering if you're gonna put a Zeppelin tra- uh, song on the, on this finalized playlist. 
Uh, oh, yeah. What what made you put In the Evening on? Um, a couple years ago, I mean, Into the Outdoor is an album people forget about because it's very late in Zeppelin's career. Mm, it's, their, their last album? No. Uh, second to last. Coda, mm. well, Coda doesn't count. Coda's basically B-Sides album. But That's right. Um, it might have been actually a, No, there's this one with a weird statue on the cover. But yeah. Um, a couple years ago, there was a show called Sharp Objects, and it's based on a Gillian Anderson book. She did like, like I don't know, fucking Gone Girl or whatever, and all those others. But uh, it was a mini series on HBO, and like it was the first time I really heard Zeppelin sell out on a fucking movie or show. And yeah, it was it was he- heavily featured throughout. Was like Led Zeppelin one and two, and then the show ended with this crazy mid-credit scene and cut right into this song. And I was huh. like, it, and I remember in the evening, but it never really stuck with me until then. Just yeah. the way that show ended. Um, it just has a banger of a guitar riff. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't like, I was probably one of those suckers, you know, I probably did what I'm not the most familiar with this album of, uh, but yeah. yeah, like this is actually a really cool track. I was like, I was like, oh, like it's. I'm always like stoked to find uh, new, like uh, you know, new random like shit from like some of these older bands because yeah, I feel like I can gloss over a lot with like classic rock bands. So yeah, it came down to that one or um, this one or in the light, which in the light was also it was another song. It was like eight minutes long, and a lot of people don't really appreciate but it uh, it was on the show i don't know if you saw mind hunter on netflix oh, yo, yeah. I, I watched i watched all of mind hunter so at the end of the first season they start to play in the light and that like kind of climax scene where he gets attacked by the guy and uh it just worked in that and then you just kind of look at the song different context and you just kind of appreciate it differently fair enough but, yeah what do you guys? What What about the rest of you? How do you, How do you guys feel about this Zepp song? I mean, I'm not a big Zeppelin guy, uh, as we've said in previous episodes. But um, I mean, sounds like Zeppelin, feels like Zeppelin. I like <laughs> it, but man, it's not yeah. not my jam. Fair enough. It hits you like like most Zeppelin songs. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Nick? I I mean I I love it. I've I've been a Led Zeppelin fan for as long as I've been playing guitar, which is like fucking tw- like more than 20 years now. But I mean this isn't my favorite of their songs, but it was it was nice to like actually sit back and listen to it like uh, like critically because I mean when we're listening to each other's playlists, we're sitting back and listening to these songs individually. And listening to In the Evening was actually really nice. I, I'd, I'd heard it before because I've, I've been a Zeppelin fan for a long time, but I don't know. It technically, was, well, technically was their last album because Coda came in 82. I knew it. 82 was a, basically B-sides, like Swan Song Records collecting all the money they could. Apparently. Yeah. But, Caleb, Caleb what about your, what's your opinion on, Ze- on Zeppelin? And, um, well, in, in the evening. I don't have anything bad to say about Zeppelin ever, except for um, all my love. I don't. It's on the same album. Too. I'm gonna <laughs> agree. I agree um, with that. Is, and and Deja Jamaica yeah. being a terrible fucking song. That song's pretty cool. It's and called. Disagree. It's Jamaica. 
It's Jamaica. It's, but it's spelled Dire Maker, so you're supposed to say like Jamaica. It's like it's like the esteemed genre of gent. The you're D supposed to say it British. just flows. No, it Jamaica. doesn't because the D is supposed to be the percussive aspect of gent, like gent, gent, gent. Because you know what? Go get fucking, fingered by it's goblins. It's a goddamn palm mute. You fucking goblin! I'll finger blast you to death. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> well, anyway, um, no. Uh, Zeppelin, Zeppelin's awesome. I love Zeppelin. Maybe almost as much as Dusty. I don't think we can take that from. I don't think that's reasonable. No, I feel like Dusty's the biggest Zeppelin I know for sure. But um, this is this is my favorite song off that album. I love the uh, kind of like Arabic uh, part at the beginning and like the weird effects on the drums and um, yeah. I, I I'm not totally sure. I kept thinking like. I, I remember Jimmy Page was, I think he might have been using a Dan Electra guitar to record that. Maybe not. Maybe it was a Strat. Whatever. Well, Nick Nick broke my brain the other day when he told me he was using a Telecaster to uh, record the stairway yeah. solo. I, so it, it was while I was actually listening to this playlist and I was preparing for it. So I was reading up on, on like what Jimmy Page used to record and I found out that Jimmy used a Telecaster on so many of his most like iconic lines. The thing like when we think of Stairway to Heaven, we think of his double neck SG. When we think of like like since I've been loving you. Yeah. Oh my god. You think of his Les Paul, like that classic tobacco burst Les Paul. But so many of his, his guitar solos, like the most iconic things we can think of in our brain were recorded on a 58 Telecaster that was given to him by Jeff Beck back when they were playing in the Yardbirds together. Because Telecasters, once again, have such a goddamn iconic sound that you just cannot replace them. Even though, like, technology so much better has been released since then, you just can't replace a Telecaster in rock and roll music. And Jimmy Page knew that 60 years ahead of us knowing it, so... Well, putting the the, the fellaging Leo Fender aside, um, this was... I, I think it was my second favorite track on this playlist. Um, I'm I was I was genuinely curious what Zeppelin track was going to make it in here, but I had a feeling it was going to be this because you were talking about the show. Um, and yeah, like it, again, uh, it's one that I didn't appreciate as much when I was younger, but as I've gotten older and you know given it more shots, it's, it just it gets better for me. Fair enough. Uh, well, the next question I guess is. Does the darkness have the same effect on everybody? Does the darkness just age well, or does it? Oh, the darkness doesn't age. The darkness doesn't age. It yeah. remains. <laughs> I mean, one way ticket, people probably didn't like this album. I mean, it's really hard to follow up permission to land. But I like this album a lot. This song is certified banger. Dude, just certified. Just it just goes. Just it's the darkness through and through and it's just like classic rock but it was 2006 and there wasn't a whole lot of classic rock being produced it was kind of a nice change of have the darkness have something when we're like all right well we're gonna have to listen to you know zeppelin or something like that to get that feel because there i mean there wasn't anything like that at the time yeah yeah they can i'd say they captured it really fucking well you know like and there was there i think there is other there's a lot of other music trying to capture what well, uh elements yeah greta fan fleets kind of do that trying uh, to do that now kinda, yeah yeah i mean i yeah i mean i don't know their sound is whack but 
I dig them. Uh, I'll, I'll take the hate. I dig them. But oh, I think anyways. I, was, I like Reddit fan I think I think my, my beef with them is that they try too hard to like. They just try too hard to like play that image. They're definitely trying hard. You, you can tell. I mean? and, 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 and like unlike thing, man, unlike yeah. bands like the Darkness, where like I think the Darkness just brings so much fucking heat. Yeah. Like, like they don't bring that heat. They look like boys dressed up in tights. Like you know. They do. I watch that. Are, like stuff. that learned <laughs> that like you know somebody. I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't, I'm not here to judge for Greta Van Fleet on this fucking podcast, but one this one way ticket by the darkness, like really fucking banged as always. Like I feel like anytime a darkness song comes on, I'm fucking into it. So yeah, there can't go wrong with them. Yeah, opinion. there's not much else to say with the darkness. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they did it right, and they're they still doing it to, right. Yeah, yeah, they they're just solid, man. They they captured that classic rock sound probably better than anyone has like outside of that genre genre it, yeah it's, it's not genre. just the sound because if you're if you're just talking about the sound then you can absolutely say that Greta Van Fleet is doing it but Greta Van Fleet doesn't have <sighs> once again I'm going to come back to authenticity and authenticity yeah. is is the darkness making a song about fucking southern trains well that's what I mean dude like the darkness <laughs> the darkness the terrible this, company you're right they brought this they bring this authenticity in this way where it's like you know, like, they're they're there to be fucking like rock stars and like to create yeah. these fucking like to create these fucking like bang like these driving fucking songs and like yeah. instead of like imitating something. They're they're you know, they're imitating it by creating the things that they're like they're exactly they're like you know, they're they're they're, they're, they're yeah. very like but that clearly... happens a lot with modern music man. oh it i mean yeah. it, there's it's, it's like there's... it's getting it's it's regurgitating itself a, like a lot faster these days. I mean you you could read um not the Fountainhead. Um, oh God! Uh, we're not going to talk about Ayn Rand. Anyways, there's yeah, not yeah. a single there, there's nope. not a, a single thing <laughs> in art that isn't just something else regurgitated. Every every track I've ever written is ripped off of someone else who did well, some whatever sure. I did for better. Sure. But, I mean, yeah. but like like the darkness does it in the correct way, where I think they like they're very in touch with what they're trying to do. Like, but they're not trying to present an image that they're not like the darkness understands that they live in the modern era and they're hearkening back to an older era. Like one of the things that like, I mean, if we're going to talk about, or if we're going to not talk about credit Van fleet, they're um, just trying to be a Led Zeppelin tribute band. It, it, it looks like they're pretending to be in the seventies when they're not. That's what Yeah. They're just, and, I, think, like, I think if they just, if they just drop that shtick, they'd probably be like a little more. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's the authenticity thing. Like you can't pretend to be authentically from the seventies when you're not from the fucking seventies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, time machine. I do. I do have one complaint about one way ticket and it's literally one. It's li- just one thing. The I long think, intro. <laughs> yes. And I, I don't dislike the intro. I love the intro. I think they should have split it into a separate track. I think mm-hmm. the long pan flute intro should have been split so you can mm-hmm. listen to it if you're listening to the album. But if you're going to listen to One Way Ticket, which is a kick-ass hit song, it shouldn't start with an extremely slow pan flute intro. Okay, hold my beer. Um, hold, hold. <laughs> shut, sh- sh- shut up, cunt face. Um, here's the here's the sitch. This was my favorite song on the playlist. Duh. No fucking surprise there. I love the darkness. I always have. I'll always stand by them. Best concert I've ever seen live. The sweetest guys. 
I met them. They're super mm. lovely dudes. Um, this album is so different from Permission to Land, like Dusty said, because I believe they worked with one of the producers that was pretty involved with Queen. And that's how they met Brian May. That's how they got. Um, yeah, uh, fuck that guy. But yeah. they, they got to be friends with Brian uh, May. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with Brian May? Did you watch Bohemian Rhapsody? He no. was like the main producer of that movie. And it was just whitewashed shit. Well. Well, that's neither that's for another another day. Uh, but, have to do some research. <laughs> but it was it's cool because uh, you know that's what got them uh, to get to know Roger Taylor, who was the amazing high pitch singing on Bohemian Rhapsody, um, and that's their his son is their drummer now. Anyway, um, I love it. I love the pan flute, Nick. You're stupid and wrong, and I'm gonna punch you in your tits. Um, and it's it's about it's it's about him overdosing on cocaine and getting himself a one-way ticket a one-way ticket to hell and back i know which is a, like a straight up direct reference to spinal tap like that's, tonight that's i'm gonna rock do. you tonight like that's it, what it's, it's classic it's british rock humor it, it's great it's i just perfect. don't see why the pan flute needs to be in the same track <laughs> shut your fucking i'm mouth. gonna fucking grease you up and wrestle you over this <laughs> you have two ears and one mouth use the two shut up um no it's perfect they, they do that tongue-in-cheek they don't take themselves too seriously they know they're being ridiculous wearing the cat suits and doing the whole thing it's perfect pan flute's awesome because it makes sense, you know, South America, that's where cocaine comes from. That's why it's there. I love the pan flutes. Still don't. No, you don't. Be, I do know. I love the pan flutes. I just don't <laughs> think it should be on the same cut. There should be a cut so that discerning listeners yeah, yeah. can be like, Absolutely. I don't necessarily feel like passionate. listening to it. Passionate, I'm gonna, passionate pan flute. All right. Debate. We'll just get on from this so presidential I, debate. I don't mean to cut, to cut in here, but I'm about to get lost in Ikea. So... Uh, where the <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying. That was good. Uh, I, I, I wanna, so I wanna, anyway. can I, can I interrupt a little bit? Or, what, so, what you got? What do you got? Okay. So, um, so I, I'm a fan of Dan Harmon. Um, and one of the things that he did, I'm also a huge fan of Randall Park. Randall Park being like, um, uh, I mean, he's, he's special agent Jimmy Woo in Marvel right now. He was in, uh, yeah. like, always be my one mate, division. which, yeah, is. I'm a massive fan of Randall Park, <laughs> but he, okay. For those who don't know, he was Asian Jim in the office. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, uh, so he was in a show called Ikea Heights, which was literally a totally indie produced show where it was, a, a, a total soap opera style drama that they filmed like on camcorders without permission in Ikea for their sets. <laughs> and so like while they're filming, like customers will casually like walk onto their sets, get confused and like leave because they're clearly filming like a dramatic scene between like a cheating husband and his wife. <laughs> oh my God, dude, that's fucking it's epic. Absolutely man. fucking hilarious. I, awesome. I just wanted to, I wanted to plug that. It was, that was like a Dan Harmon classic. Dude, I actually- I thought you were gonna say that like, this song up. was the theme song to that show. No, that no, was no. I think they, I think they had a special IKEA Heights theme song. So, uh, Cliff, I've never heard Cliff Divers before, though. So, what, was this just like another like like just just another like daily playlist pop up that just uh, click in yeah. the veins of kind of Bayside ish mm-hmm. that just you know good like good music, kind of catchy song, and just. 
don't know. Just one of those. Fair enough. It always will just get onto my just random daily shit. Depending on it. I could listen to like 10 different things and it will somehow find its way on there. But yeah. For the same reason that Caleb didn't enjoy Bayside, I didn't really like this song. The enunciation in this song is fucking ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, he really enunciates like nothing I've ever heard before. And so I felt like I liked the song, but that was so distracting. I was like, holy shit, just make it a little bit more natural. But I didn't hate it, but... uh, yeah, the enunciation is insane. No, I totally get that. He, he, you hit the nail on the head. I thought like the first like thirty seconds with the guitar instrumental part at the beginning, I was like, "This is cool," and then the vocals kicked in, and I was like, "Oh man, more of that." Um, kind of like the Kingdom fight. Fucking just more. cock munchers. <laughs> I mean, I no, like, like that song a lot. Just the yeah, I, yeah, I feel like it. Yeah. No, for that's sure a good point actually and that's what it was like i i thought the the whole song was like this is cool but i wanted the instrumental version or for him to just sing like a person would um and yeah i don't know i maybe if he had a swedish accent because ikea <laughs> i've i've got some things to say about about cliff diver okay what do you got let's hear it what do you, what's so, your opinion once again it's one of those things that on paper it's got this midwest email this pop punk and this some some easy core elements where like I should like it on paper and then it has but it has this like whiny singer that like Caleb says just enunciates a little too much and I can just tell that it's just not authentic it's not true cult but I love it oh (laughs) but you love it it's not intended to be authentic and if you listen to a lot of their other songs they have another song called Gas City with a, like the repeating choruses, you gotta gas up all your homies so they can like so they don't quit, so they keep going. It's so clearly never intended to be authentic. It was meant. It, it's not meant to be taken seriously. It's meant to just have fun with it. It's just this music that they're having fun with, and they're playing these like complex ass riffs, and they're playing this just like well-structured music and in half of their songs there's a fucking saxophone that just comes in out of nowhere (laughs) to provide this smooth ass element to it this is hands down my favorite song on this playlist and this has been a band that i have like this has been a band that i have been listening to all week i have i am absolutely (laughs) in love with cliff diver i think they are the like the far and away the best discovery i've made on this playlist thank you dusty for cliff diver I didn't have fun, and I'm all sweaty. We haven't heard from you, Jared. What do you think? On Cliff Diver? Uh, you know, it, to me, like, it started out, like Caleb kind of mentioned, it started out sort of strong. I do agree with you guys on the vocal work. It, like, it just, I don't know. Yep. It seems just too, there's no effort there to, like, just do something easy and natural, which it's, it's not tried intended to. Do. Yeah, and I get that, but it's also like, I don't want to. Did this song didn't make me want to dive deeper to find out that it wasn't intended to? He didn't want to jump off the cliff. I I highly recommend you guys do dive deeper into their other tracks, and it becomes very apparent what their shtick is. Like, they take themselves as seriously as like a casual Dungeons and Dragons group. 
<laughs> so if, if Jay Schmaro Capitan were slightly more serious, no, a little more technical, I because Jay Schmauter El Capitan didn't try to be a genre. Like Cliff Diver is trying to be Midwest emo. They're trying to be pop punk. They're trying to be a little bit easy core, but they're trying to do it casually. Like they're just having fun with it. They're not trying to fit it into these things because they think that's how they're going to succeed. They're trying to do it because. Those are the things they like to play. Also, they have a kick-ass saxophonist. <laughs> Might as well use it. There. I don't know. I think I think Cliff Diver is one of those things where like it sounds completely inauthentic at first, and there's a reason for that because it's not really that authentic, and not because they're really not trying to be. They're just having fun with it. Fair. I really liked it. Fair enough. Well, okay. The- Kind of coming off of that, that I guess that I don't know. Like the ne- the next track is a we've somebody we've talked about a little bit on you know before thanks to Jameson, uh, Sturgill Simpson. This yeah, song, this is my this song was such a fucking random song from what my imagination of Sturgill <laughs> Simpson was. Like, that's why you guys yeah. told me you guys told me about this. You know what I mean? Like, but make art not friends was like this fucking wild card track. I would dare say that this might be like just like having you know talk about like being exposed to new shit. This might be my favorite track on that on the playlist because I was just like I was just I just wasn't expecting it. And like when I was like when I was like like you know opening up the the cafe one morning, I was just like the fuck am I? Like where (laughs) you know? Yeah, that's oh I I remember I felt like Jeremiah when I had him listen to this song. He was like, what the fuck? And like, I had him listen to the whole album. It was just like, the whole album, like, at the end of every song, it sounds like a channel changing, like a fucking robot chicken. I love that. Yeah. And it changes genres slightly, I would say sometimes, but it's just like this weird, like, I whenever I heard Sturgill Simpson, I was thinking just some, you know, Zach Brown band shit, you know? And then I saw it and I was just like, what is this? Yeah. And it just, it, kicks the you know everything about it liked yeah i'm into yep. it man i'm into it james once again you? anyone who hasn't listened or seen sound and fury on netflix go watch it oh, it's fucking so awesome good. and uh yeah i think this one randomly cuts from like an anime scene to somebody riding around an apocalyptic uh yeah. city on a longboard oh. and uh but yeah Sturgill's one of my favorites. Dig it. Um, I don't know that Sound and Fury is my favorite thing from him, but it's so experimental. Really cool. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Nick, what about you? So I'm a huge fan of the Mass Effect series. Um, it's a, it, it takes place like a couple hundred years in the never future. Never heard of it. What's, what's, what's You've Effect? never heard of Mass Effect? You didn't see Luke? You didn't see Luke playing <laughs> no. Mass Effect nonstop for like a month Mass straight at the estate? <laughs> oh my god! And anyways, in, in Mass Effect, you are uh, a fucking perfect ass human, not by intention. Just he just happens to be that way. He's a military leader, and he he saves the galaxy from like an eldritch horror threat. It he literally, literally like so in Eldritch Horror normally like you would find an incomprehensible being that you can't understand and would eventually drive you to madness. And Shepard, the, the the protagonist of Mass Effect is Commander Shepard, and he's like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna shoot." This, it. What does this <laughs> have to do with Sturgill Simpson? So, anyways, that's I'm I'm explaining Mass Effect. 
I, I'm a big fan of Mass Effect, and cool. in that universe, this to me sounds like if they still listen to country music in the Mass Effect universe, this is what it sounds like. Fair enough. Prog rock country. This, this, I wouldn't even call it prog rock, man. This is like, this has like elements of like weird '80s like pop rock country yeah. and like the ab- the the synth tones in it are absolutely fucking killer. They're so good. I'm a sucker for good synth tones. Yeah. It is just it's a kick-ass song. I absolutely love the theme of his I mean, the song's called Make Art Not Friends. I obviously don't have any friends and I make art. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fuck you. And none of us like you. <laughs> Leave meeting again. You're merely an acquaintance. No, I, I, I thought this was I thought it was great. It, it's not something I would listen to on its own, but the atmosphere of it is impeccable. Agreed. Impeccable. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't have anything. Like uh, this was one that it, it had to grow on me from that album because, and it's such a dumb small complaint, but it really gets me even still. Is I love the intro to it, like the weird instrumental, um, trippy little thing they're doing. It's kind of like it makes it's, me feel like I'm driving like. A DeLorean and like Night Riders talking to me and it's not whatever. Very dark side of the movie. Like it's it's intro. somehow yeah. both a, it's like both a DeLorean but also like a big rig truck. Yeah, yeah. like I, I'm any color you love. The big rig truck with the doors. <laughs> yeah, that's golden doors. <laughs> I think I think Dusty like that's that's totally like yeah like it reminds me of like some dark side of the moon. Um, but then there's that part where they kind of slow the tempo down and then the song starts properly. My only complaint is I wish they just kept that first tempo because I don't know, like I just think it would have been I don't know, maybe it wouldn't work you were into, if I you were into that vibe. But like, I, it's a great song. It's a cool video. It's such a weird, awesome departure for Sturgill, and Sturgill just does whatever he wants, and I'm all fucking about it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, and then like from that, there's like this just different transition and yeah uh, it gets a little weird here oliver tree uh the track called i'm gone i was gonna end the the playlist with this song just because i'm gone but i had to sneak in another song so where where like where did where did what is where did this come from like what uh just hang out jeremiah Steele, bro another another yeah another word and like i know emmett loves fucking oliver tree a lot and but uh, I don't know. This this whole album is pretty good. It's different. It's not something I would really listen to. I don't really yeah. understand. Like uh, he's kind of a rapper. Kind of. That's not. what I was like. I was I was not able to like. I couldn't really like. He's a really weird on dude altogether. Yeah. Sure. A genre. Uh, I don't know. It's just catchy. <laughs> like a lot of his songs are kind of catchy. This weird indie. I don't know. It just it hits a chord with me. It's catchy. Nice. Fair enough. Caleb, how'd you feel about this song? Um, yeah, I did uh, a lot. <laughs> uh, Oliver can fucking hang himself from that tree Oof. for all I care. Uh, it's just it's just whiny <laughs> Gen Z shit. It's just, uh, I have feelings. Like, go fuck yourself. Sort it out <laughs> on your own. Don't sing about it. Um, I don't know what the song's about. I just... I just I just saw red and I was just blinded by like, <laughs> by like, fucking little bitch. Like, I just wanted to slap him. Like, get your fucking shit together. Your dad's I think so it's kind of his, I think it is actually kind of a shtick, though. 
Like, yeah, well, he, he needs just, to fucking suck it up. Like he he's completely not he's not serious about any of his shit. I mean, if you look at the way he dresses and stuff, he wears jinkos. So. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Cut. You don't Jinko know what Jinko jeans? jeans are? You do. Deep down no. inside. Look at do. what he's wearing in the album. Oh my god. That like, is the, his the, look. Jameson oh had Jameson oh, They're about, stupid. About, oh, I'm fucking gone. I can't put my thumb on it, but I don't like this song either. And that's about all I have to say about it. Fair enough. Like, I don't have a real strong feel. Just, I don't like it. Go whine to your therapist, you little bitch. Nick, what about you? <laughs> so, Dusty was actually the one that introduced me to Oliver Tree, and that was a few months ago. And he's not something I would have ever thought to listen to on my own. He doesn't show up in, like, pop music. I've, I've never heard him on the radio. I also don't listen to the radio. Um... Turn on some well, like, KW3 like, here. I, I knew, yeah, like, I, don't, I don't have KW3 to, to play the same fucking <laughs> 15 pop songs that are popular that month over and over again. But, like, so Oliver Tree, you, like... Have you heard I, this song before? So I, I was aware of, of Oliver Tree before Dusty introduced me to him. Like, I'd seen him before, and I thought he looked ridiculous, and I just wrote him off. And then, like, Dusty told me to listen to him, and I was like, holy shit. This guy's got like some songwriting chops. Like he's not an attractive guy, so he like adopted this shtick of wearing his fucking windbreaker and his jinkos and his bowl cut. He's not Gen Z. He's our age. Like he's he reminds he's a, me of like, Joey Frazier a little bit. So he's a millennial. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's a millennial. He's our age. Mm. And his like the, the he, silence right after doesn't that. change anything. <laughs> it's a Joey no, but, Frazier. But, but he reminds us of Joey. Okay, he well, he kind of looks like Joey Frazier. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a fucking cheese grater to his but, face. Like cheese I, grater, Joe. Dude, don't I, threaten him. Dude, you know I, cheese grater I, Joe will come on this podcast I, dude, and kill one. I really like, like Oliver like Tree. Man into the mirror. I, I so I I like Oliver Tree. I think his his shtick is so weird, but his songwriting is also so weird. Like he's not writing pop, he's not writing hip hop. He's just using a lot of these elements to write. Like he's he's not writing rock either, but he's just using so many of these elements to create like an. He, I wouldn't even call him so much an like an, a musician so much as I would call him like this weird multimedia artist. Because it's kind of, yeah, it's it's just what the. The last five years have produced of all these bedroom artists, as they're called. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so he he also has this like this running theme. So this this character that he's playing right now, or that he's been playing, I think I think he's retired this character named Turbo, which is the bowl cut and the red sunglasses and the oh, and so the, it is the like he's, yeah. he's into extreme scootering. Yes. What? So the, so the, yes. the, the, so the scootering thing, the scootering <laughs> thing is entirely dating back to an element that happened to him when he was a kid, when he like wrecked a razor scooter and like seriously like developed some like fears and like actual injuries that like fuck with mm-hmm. him for a long time, <laughs> and he decided to turn something that he always perceived in his own memory as being stupid into this art project, and it turned into Oliver Tree, and it just blew the fuck up. Like people yeah, loved Oliver Tree, so he like a, he uh, he took elements from like that era, like the most stupid elements from his memory, which was like Jeanco jeans and those windbreakers and the fucking bowl cuts, bowl cuts and the razor yeah. scooters, and he took all of the dumbest goddamn elements of these things and turned it into this like this art project that he created, and then also wrote like what I think is really cool music to go along with it. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of what Oliver Tree has done. And I don't listen to him that often, but I like what he's done, and I like the direction he's going in now, which is like this weird 
art house like Slavic inspired shit that he's doing now. But I'm gone. Yeah. I think he's a it's oh. pretty yeah, kick-ass. So he retired that character and after yeah, he's, he released he's, this EP that has been in the works for like five years. Or yeah, we'll he, he he released an album, but he he's keeping the bowl cut. I I, I found out, but he's <laughs> like he also has like a Van Dyke like goatee shit now. <laughs> so yeah, that's a that's a super good basis for your you know artistic project. Stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And that brings us to the last, the the last track on the playlist, a truly epic song, uh, one of one that can harken back to an age. I don't know, maybe not like the best age. I don't know. A real American, Rick Derringer. Mm-hmm. This Just... song, this song, American or not, this song can pump you up. I okay. Mm-hmm. Fourth of, it's Fourth of July every day when you listen to this song, dude. Dude, you don't have to be Hollywood Hulk Hogan to give. Well, I mean, you're not Hollywood Hulk Hogan at that point, but you don't have to be Hulk Hogan to like, you know, grease yourself up and like, you know, wrestle somebody to to a Rick mm-hmm. Derringer track. Okay, what? Do you, this is Hulk Hogan's theme song, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Hulk Hogan's theme song. Just comes out to this, and just the whole crowd is just nuts. What's that? Even if he was a heel. Even if he was a heel. <laughs> so, okay. Caleb didn't understand the contest. How did, ever, how did everybody else feel about this? So, I don't know if any of you guys watched uh, Eastbound and Down, Danny McBride show oh, yeah. on HBO. Abs- absolutely. Oh, I fucking love it. And uh, I think it was season three where he goes down to Mexico to play on an amateur yeah. baseball team. Yeah. And the first time he comes out onto the field, he plays this song, and <laughs> it is the funniest fucking scene ever. <laughs> he's like spends a thousand bucks on fireworks, and he's running around with an American flag draped over him, and he's flipping off the fan. It's so fucking funny, and I I can't hear this song without thinking about that, and it just makes me laugh so fucking hard every time. Exactly. The the only yeah, the song has like nothing but comedy factor to me, like at, at the very bottom of it. But, but yeah, what about what about the rest of you? Are you ahead, a, are, are you a Rick Derringer fan? Go ahead, Nick. I mean, we we talked about Toby Keith earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Earlier? Oh, it's hi, Shana. Anyways, Can you? Can uh, so, you? So we, yeah, we, we, we talked about Toby Keith earlier, and the song that you guys were talking about was American Soldier. No. Um, no. Is that what the about, name of that song? Wait, it is. Legitimately? Okay, I never knew so, that. I just, I just remember driving when, to that on repeat. When, when, I, I was in, when I was first in the Army, I went to my Advanced Individual Training, or AIT, and I graduated. Um, and we had a graduation ceremony. And we had 40 people that were graduating that all needed to be individually like pinned and, and like announced. And they played Toby Keith's American Soldier. And the problem is that we had like 40 people. So they didn't have any other songs. They just had Toby <laughs> Keith's American Soldier. So they played that song three and a half times. Toby Keith's American Soldier three and a half fucking times. As I was standing up there trying to pretend like this was a serious thing that was happening. <laughs> Would it have been better if they played if they played this Rick Derringer track? No, because this is the exact same feeling that I got from that moment. <laughs> like to the to the like it, it, if I didn't have the association 
with Toby Keith's song, I would prefer to listen to Toby Keith's song because I feel like Rick Derringer encompasses that moment in my life better than Toby Keith did, even though Toby Keith was one actually playing in that moment. Rick Derringer, real American, is is the embodiment of that moment in my life, and I absolutely hate it. <laughs> what about for you, you know, Caleb? So I'm gonna actually. That's that's kind of perfect because um, I don't have the context of uh, Hulk Hogan with it. Um, yeah, it's it's just like there's a term we had in the army when someone is like way too into like being a soldier. I'm an American soldier. I'm a warrior and a member of a team. Go fuck yourself. Um, boot. Um, we we called we called them being they're they're being way too fucking hua. Um, and this. This there's, there's that's the Marines. Um, no, that's hoorah. That's uh, we got. I thought that's what he said. Oh, doesn't matter. Um, but <laughs> this this song is a really like like Nick said. It's a really great just like caricature of that kind of thing to me. And the lyrics are just like just remind me of like the kind of imperialistic um, watchdog BS uh, things that. It, it got like it shouldn't have been because it was silly like you said jared like it's just kind of a funny joke song in a way it's it's kind of tongue-in-cheek now but so the fact over the top yeah yeah but the fact that he meant it so seriously like was like okay like you're the quintessence of that kind of vibe that's just like mm. oh, it's gross it's just like okay yeah. man cool like that was Go. alive and thriving in the 80s <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, hey, 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 hey. i voted for reagan i love america the thing about the 80s like oh they were they didn't realize they're parodying themselves you know yeah. they're just so over the top so it made me laugh but it was also gross fair enough it didn't oh, even man. make me laugh man i was hoping it would well sorry yeah. i put a bad taste in your mouth i was, <laughs> I was waiting damn it i should have closed with the stone cold theme song then. you should have i would have mm. loved that well, honestly, Dusty, this is this is like overall. I thought this was a really solid, solid playlist. And like, it, well, it, it, <laughs> Caleb, do you have do you have other opinions? Overall, I'm gonna like if we're doing a letter grade, yeah. you you scraped by. Like, I'm I'm passing you because I want you to graduate because I'm that nice teacher. <laughs> you got a D minus, homie. Oh, like, that's not a passing grade. <laughs> well, in my class, it is. You you you. you <laughs> You, you got enough extra credit in there, here and there. 61%. Or as Tenacious D would see, say, F plus. Yes. No. <laughs> it's, but I enjoyed oof. the shit out of this. Uh, there was some stuff, it, it got a, a little off in the weeds for me a little bit when we got into the late 90s, early 2000s stuff personally, but uh, I found some stuff on this that I'll continue to listen to and dug it. Hell yeah. What about you, Nick? I I really enjoyed this playlist. I knew it was a winner. Like the first time that he posted it, there were there was a lot of songs on here that I already knew. Of course, I mean, like me and Dusty have been exchanging music for a long time, but there's a lot of stuff that I hadn't been exposed to. And once again, I got to plug Cliff Diver again. That was far and away like totally new and exciting discovery for me. So, but, uh, but there's some there's some hot garbage on this. Yeah. Front bottoms, <laughs> camp. No, thank you. So I'm gonna yeah, give you a. A minus. What's best and worst? Nice. I wonder. Best and worst song. Um, I'm gonna have to. I mean, best is Lost in IKEA, Cliff Diver for me. I'm gonna have to plug that one. And the worst is literally anything and everything by the Front Bottoms. <laughs> I should have put Jim Bogart on there by the Front Bottoms. 
What about right you guys? More. Uh, me. I mean, honestly, I I was really like, I love the I love the darkness. So that was like that's a pretty like uh, that would be a shoe in. But I'd say like honestly, Sturgill Simpson like kind of took it for me on this one because I was just like, what the fuck, dude. Nice. Uh, and probably for myself, like the weakest the weakest one was like, uh, I don't know. It's probably either camp or uh, or I don't know. It's probably camp. If I'm being honest, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, like I just I don't know. Like it had some cool elements, but I just like overall, I feel like it reminded me of the kind of fake sort of aesthetic that people like in other, in non-rural places try to project. Yeah, uh, totally uh, thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, because it reminded me just exactly of Olympia. So, <laughs> yeah. I was like, like they're pretending they're posers, from Ferndale dude. or something. Like nothing wrong with that. Like nothing wrong with that. It's just like it's it's just wrong to be a poser if you fucking ask me. Like, <laughs> um, uh, personally, favorites would either be Black Licorice or The Weekend, and uh, bottom of the list would probably be We Used to Be Friends. <gasps> oh, hmm. interesting. Yeah. I, I would also put that choices. modern baseball song up, up, up probably at the top. I had, I like that song. That song hit for me also, Jameson. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna kind of go with pretty similar to Jared. Um, obviously, the darkness, Led Zeppelin, um, Sturgill, amazing, loved it. Um, Camp, I think, wins by a long slide is like one of the worst songs I've heard this year. Um, <laughs> and followed very closely like by uh the mountain goats <laughs> this year mountain goats ah, um, but there, i thought you would have hated a couple other ones more so no there was some surprised ones that there. there was some ones that really surprised me too like i i really enjoyed um what was it uh shit i'm looking through it right now um bristol maroney was cool uh houses was cool um um, struggling, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> houses, was, houses was another one that I really I like. I, yeah, it was kind of you know that was the one I done unexpected. Up, yeah, it, yeah, unexpected is a good word for it. What, Nick, did you give us your, your top? Yeah, we, we discussed mine. What was your What was your bottom? Oh yeah, the front bottoms. I know that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you better not forget it. Don't forget it. <laughs> Damn. Well, yeah. As always, I mean, honestly, appreciate you sharing this one, this one because it was kind of. It was nice to like capture some new stuff and sort of uh, kind of play off of the top of like what uh, off of some of the things that we've experienced on a couple of other playlists, which was sort of cool. So um, I had fun. And so next week we have the host taking the interviewee seat. Indeed, so, indeed. It'll be the first time that I'm yeah. not. Uh, I'm going to flip the gun on you. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a little interesting. It will. Listeners. Especially, because, especially because my playlist is a hot pile of garbage for gonna, probably what you guys are expecting. We're going to peer right into your butthole. <laughs> Everybody's got right their different tastes. Stare right in there, see what happens. Can't All judge right, anybody on their musical taste like that. So. Yeah. No, and that's yeah. why I love, that's why I love about this is just ex- exploring, exploring different musical tastes. Sure. And as much as I hate everything, I I really can't, <laughs> I can't stress enough how much I actually really enjoy like you know getting for lack of a better word forced to listen to music that I wouldn't otherwise. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's been cool. Like there's some surprises, and you know I to quote Jared, uh, 
the I remember the song by Technicolor Waldo's uh, Gutter Lover. Um, I I kind of like hating on the ones I don't like. It's fun. Yeah, dude, it's just it's fun to be negative. Out of his. Oh, God. <laughs> Pessimistic Pete. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll leave it fancy. here. Everybody say goodnight. Good night. Keep your stick on the ice. Nope.